I didn't think there'd be vampires on campus. We must have been at about 40,000 feet when it happened. <gasps> what was that? You are the Slayer. One girl in all the world. Did anybody say that? Yeah. Guess what? I feel better. Guys, where are we? Hi, Pat. Hey, Sammy. How's it going? <laughs> it's going pretty good. Hey, yeah. today was Inauguration Day. It was. That's pretty exciting. Pretty exciting. Inauguration Day, big day. Big day. New president. New president. Thank goblins. What? That's what I'm trying out now. Instead of saying thank God, I'm trying to say thank goblins. Oh. I'm hoping it'll catch on. Okay. So far, it hasn't, but... Well, the night you're is only young. the second person that I've said it to. <laughs> okay. Did the first person go for it? Uh, you know, Dave supports me in all of my Okay, endeavors. well, Dave doesn't count because he'll yes and anything. <laughs> hey, he does count. Well, he He's doesn't count with your, with your hijinks. He's a very important man. <laughs> you have to use a bigger focus group than just your husband. All right, well, we'll see. We'll okay. see. See if I can get you saying it by the end of the night. All right, well, thank goblins for that. Crap, it's already happened. <laughs> <laughs> Also, <laughs> yes. Today is Appa's adoption day. We brought him home three years ago today. Adopt a day. <laughs> Adopt a day. <laughs> it's his adoptiversary. <laughs> uh, that's great. Three years. Yeah. How old is he? Uh, well, when we adopted him, they said he was either two or three. So I just say that he was two, hmm. and which would mean he's five. And in dog years, he's like our age. Yeah. Yeah. He's one of our peers. Yeah. Cool. Maybe that's why he's so angry and huffs around all the time. <laughs> what are you saying? People our age are angry and huff yeah, around? Yeah, you know, we're. I feel like we're we're starting to get to that phase where we're like, get off my lawn. Oh, I've been in that age for at least ten years now. <laughs> <laughs> what's uh What's new in your life? You have any exciting, fun anniversaries today? No fun exciting anniversaries. I had a big, heavy dinner, so I'm hoping I can get through this podcast okay. Oh, we, boy. We gross. Had, what did you eat? <laughs> we had leftover calzones, which we oh, homemade. Calzone. Uh, calzone. They're very good. Very good. We mm. make best best calzones. But did you go to the locale calzone zone? No, no. That's Parks and Rec reference. Yeah, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> you don't always get them. No, so. it's, uh, it's high cal bohan calzones. And I mean, that's really if you're going to have a calzone. You got to go high cal. Gotta go high cal. I mean, I don't think there's an alternative, really. It's always high cal. I kind of want to make calzones now. Yeah, you should. You don't make calzones? Make... No. We make the dough from scratch and everything. Oh, wow. That's a lot of commitment. Yeah. I wouldn't great. do that. I would buy dough. We got it We got it down to a science, though. It really doesn't take that long. Is it? I mean, it's just pizza dough, right? Like, if I wanted to just dough. buy pizza dough, that's fine. Yep, we used to do that. Because that's what we do when we make pizza. We used to buy the pizza dough, like, in the pre-made bags or whatever. Mm -hmm. But now we go straight But now you're scratch. too snobby for that? Very, very snobby pizza snobs. Uh, yeah, I just don't have time for that nonsense. It's not that long. It takes, like, 20 minutes to make the dough. Yeah. Including the, the rising and everything. It's no big whoop. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I'll teach you someday. Yeah, that'd be nice. Okay. Maybe we can have a cooking show, too. No. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing I wanted to tell you yes. is that Buffy is available on Amazon Prime. I don't know if you noticed that. I did not notice that, but I also noticed that Lost is coming to Disney Plus soon. 
Whoa. Yeah. I have I have noticed that it says like when I go on IMDb, it says that you can watch it on IMDb TV. Mm. And I'm like, I don't know what that is, but I don't know what that is either. I think it's an app <laughs> or something yeah. or maybe it's through their website, who knows. Yeah. But it, sa- it says it's free, so. Yeah. Mm. You may want to start watching Buffy on Amazon Prime because it, I, it is definitely better quality. Now, you know, I don't know the technical hoo-ha about all of this stuff. Hoo-ha. But I know, I know it's not it's not 4.3, <laughs> which is standard definition, right? right? Which is what Buffy is yeah. right now on, on Hulu. Yes. It's, it's definitely larger than that. Larger, meaning 16 by 9, it fills your whole TV screen. It fills my whole TV screen. Strange. And it the quality is better. It's better, you say. It is. I actually compared two scenes, or I compared one scene in both Hulu and Amazon Prime yeah. from this from this Buffy episode Ooh. that was like darker and there was like a lot of shadows. Yeah. And in on Hulu it was like kind of that pixely, grainy looking darkness. And it's but a remastered it looked much, on Amazon it looked Prime. Much, much better on Amazon Prime, yeah. Wow, this is so breaking news. To, I know. I I thought you would be very excited. I'm about getting it. excited. <laughs> so you'll you'll have to take a look and and report back and tell me what it is well I'm sure i'll have you... to get to the bottom of this because the one thing i'm concerned about even though you mm-hmm. say that it's cleaner image quality yeah i'm concerned that it won't be the original aspect ratio meaning yeah. if it was shot four by three and right. originally presented four by three and then they punch in like to fill your whole screen yeah that we're gonna lose some of the image but if it was originally shot on film or something like that, they could have used the original. I will investigate this matter post haste mm-hmm. and I'll report back to you. Come back to me next episode. Yes. Next episode, we'll get to the bottom of this. Amazon versus Hulu, Buffy quality. Very good. Okay. Now we have a correction. We do. Yes. Okay. I was way off about the green lady legend that I talked about last episode. Way off. I I was like, you know what? I better look this thing up. Mm -hmm. But I swear when I visited the cemetery back in probably like 2004, 2005, the legend as we, like me and my friends knew it, was that this woman couldn't have children and watched over the cemetery that was mostly children. Well, none of that is true. Okay. (laughs) Or apparently... At least it's not confirmed true. So when I looked it up, the reigning legend at this point is that, so it's the Seventh-day Baptist Cemetery in Burlington, Connecticut. Okay. And visitors to this cemetery sometimes see a female apparition in a green dress surrounded by like green mist um, appear either in or like just nearby the cemetery which was a burial ground for the members of the Seventh-day Baptist Church. So in 1780, 20 families migrated from Rhode Island to what was known as West Britain, Connecticut, which is present-day Burlington, um, and established the Seventh-day Baptist Church. They were plagued by a number of accidental deaths. Uh, One member fell off a ladder and died while repairing his house. Another died when a recently dug well collapsed on him. And what was he doing in the well that it would have collapsed on him? Sometimes you got to get a drink of water manually. But that's what the bucket's for. Well, the bucket might be out of service. <laughs> so what is he doing? Scooping it? I don't yeah, know. You whatever. you climb down with your Dixie cup, you know, whittled out of wood, and then you dip it in there and you take a little sip and you climb back out. 
refreshed. <laughs> With your Dixie cup in 1780. Well, that's why I said whittled out of wood. <laughs> it's the first Dixie cup ever, okay? That's how okay. Dixie cups were invented. Don't you know this? Sure. Well, he went down with his Dixie cup and the well collapsed on him. Um, and then another one was hanged while repairing a lamp in her home. And another was killed when a tree fell on him in the woods. This seems like uh, somebody's just trying to get rid of them. Well, that is a thing. So some people believe that early Burlington residents were trying to force the Seventh-day Baptists from the area. Yeah. You try to hang a lamp and you hang yourself. I mean, come on. Yeah, I don't. I don't Dead know how giveaway. that happens. <laughs> you a well collapses on you. I don't know. This yeah. is all crazy. So the Green Lady is thought to be the ghost of a Seventh Day Baptist named Elizabeth Palmiter, who died in April 1800. There are two versions of the legend. In one, Elizabeth's husband Benjamin went into town to get some supplies, only to be caught in a bad snowstorm. Benjamin decided to stay in town and sort of like wait for the weather uh, to subside. But Elizabeth became worried and went out to search for him. After getting lost in the fury of the storm, she drowned in one of the nearby swamps and Benjamin found her frozen body wearing a green dress the next day. Okay. So the green comes from the green dress. Yes. Okay. And then the other version of the story is that Benjamin used the snowstorm as a cover to drown her, to murder her, drown her in the swamp or you know, murder her some other way and then dispose of her body in the swamp. Yeah. But my guess is that it was probably an accidental death because she doesn't seem to be like a vengeful, angry spirit. Mm. Not that I know because I was completely wrong about my original story anyway, but, and yeah. I've never seen her. I mean, you could anyway, still be murdered and not be angry though. Um. Yeah, I guess that's if true. If you're just a loving but person, if she's you're coming, like, hmm, but if she's coming let back, bygones be bygones. But if she's coming back, though, well, she could be stuck in the in the middle, you know, where she yeah, hasn't stuck moved on. In the middle with you. She hasn't moved on spiritually yet, you know. But she's yeah. like, "Am I still alive? I can't figure it out." Yeah. Right. Okay. So, um, but today there are no standing headstones in the cemetery because most of them were weathered away or vandalized, and the last one, Elizabeth Palmiter's, was stolen in July 2010. Boy, who do you think has that? just sitting i don't know like in but that I hope man cave cursed. like like what a conversation piece that would be in your man cave be like yeah. hey you want a Coors light also check out this headstone huh <laughs> i'd be like cool yeah elizabeth pomodor green lady pretty cool huh yeah yeah that's cool. a weird you got some uh, crayons who does that? you got some crayons you want to do a rubbing on it <laughs> I'd be like, dude, I could have just done that if it was in the cemetery, you know. Right, that was but it's my more hobby. fun when it's in my man cave. Am I right? So anyway, that's the green lady okay. legend. That's the correction. Yes. Okay. So I know that was a little bit long, but you know, it's fun. That's what you do. You long. That's what you do. Long winded. Yeah. I'm long winded. That's <laughs> that's me. Okay. Cool. All right. Let's talk about Buffy then. Let's get into Buffy. This is exciting, okay? This is a big episode. This is a big at both of these. Both episodes of these episodes, bangers. Are big episodes, banger so I episodes. I cannot wait. I can't wait to get into this with Lots you. Lots of comp to be had. So much. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we watched Buffy season two, episode three, School Hard. I don't. Which get, I'm kind of. I don't get the title. I don't either. I like never have understood it, and I'm now I'm sort of like, is it a play on Die Hard? I don't know. Oh. Because when was Die Hard? Die Hard Made. was 88. 
Yeah. So maybe it's maybe it's like why is it die hard? He doesn't die. Well, he's it, he's hardy. Hard to... He's hardy. So they're trying to kill him, but you can't because he's die hard. Like the battery. Die hard battery. Yeah. Like But what is that what does that you mean? Can't, okay, you know what? This title doesn't make sense. <laughs> Either way. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's what I But school I just, hard. That's the only thing I could think of was that it was like some kind of play on Die Hard and none of the trivia tells me. So I thought maybe it was a typo. Like they meant to put an S at the end of school. Like school's hard. School's hard. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, but they were like, eh. School hard. We, we, you know, this is it. We're here now. Yeah. It's almost like the title of I, Robot, You, Jane. School hard. School hard. Yeah. It's like. It would make more sense if there was like um another three words in this episode oh yeah if there was a you caveman know? in this episode school he's hard. like school hard <laughs> yeah then it would make sense yeah okay i'm with you <laughs> all right well anyway <laughs> it's called school hard this episode aired september 29th 1997 it was written by david greenwald and joss whedon and directed by john t kretschmer your predictions from last episode were that we won't see chris and eric anymore they're going to disappear into the ether alongside all of the other people who have disappeared into the ether. Yep. So far, they're but, gone. Haven't seen yep. them. Cordelia will be a damsel in distress three more times this season, you said. Yep. You used as bait or someone is going to try to kill her or uggify her. Yeah. She will be constantly in peril. Angel will never wear that jacket again. Psh, that was the worst jacket. Too buffy. Worst jacket. Uh, Mini-Me will come back again next episode, meaning this episode. Nailed it. You also said that for your season two overarching predictions that maybe Colin will become the big bad and will spawn another father figure out of the blood well. Yeah. We open at Sunnydale High with Principal Snyder holding a meeting with Buffy and Sheila, a girl who apparently stabbed a teacher with pruning shears. That's pretty hardcore. So she, she sounds delightful. Yeah. I once ki- um, cut a kid's shirt in art <laughs> class. <laughs> <laughs> I think you mentioned this before. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever told you a story, though, but basically my mom used to bring us balloons to school on our birthday. I It was like my birthday, and I was talking about how my mom was going to bring me balloons, and he was like, I'm going to pop the balloons. And I was like, oh, yeah, snip, snip. And I cut a little triangle into his shirt. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I mean, so, that's not as hardcore as stabbing a teacher with pruning no. shears, but it's pretty hardcore. I'll give yeah, it, give well, it to you. I... I went to the principal's office, and yeah. that's literally the only time I ever went to the principal's office oh, really? for getting into trouble. And that was probably like, I want to say it was maybe first grade. Yeah. Boy, if I yeah. had a nickel for every time really? I went. Whew. Yeah. No, you're not a troublemaker. That, you're a good kid. Once upon a time, Sammy. Once upon a time. Because you were skateboarding? You were, you were selling cigarettes in the hallway? <laughs> no, it wasn't doing that. <laughs> <laughs> nothing nothing super illegal. Just, you know, I was a, definitely a class clown. I acted out a lot. Said things oh. probably I shouldn't have at times. You know, yeah. whatever would get a laugh. If I'm getting a laugh, I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> oh, you're yeah, you're that kid. <laughs> yeah, I'm that kid. That makes sense. Starved for attention. Mm, Yeah, you're not Xander at all. No, definitely not. (laughs) 
All right, Sheila, boy, we are <laughs> not going to get through these episodes tonight, are we? <laughs> okay, Sheila stabbed her teacher with printing shears. So Snyder says that they're both tied for being the most troublesome student in school and is getting real pleasure out of punishing them, which in this case is putting them in charge of parent-teacher night. Otherwise, they'll be expelled. So Snyder kind of looks like the guy who played uh, the Dursley boy in Harry Potter as an adult now <laughs> he looks like another 20 years on top of what he is right now which he's probably like in his 20s yeah yeah have you seen him he's in the queen's gambit oh you haven't seen the queen's gambit no i haven't seen the queen's gambit i mean i remember what he looked like in the seventh you know harry potter movie yeah he looks like snyder but younger oh i gotta look him up now harry melling yes oh my god you're right doesn't he look like him yeah yeah, they've got that same sort of like sneering, yeah, like something smells bad. Yeah, they got that face. face. Yeah, and his like it's kind of like squished. He's got a huge forehead, but his <laughs> face is all squished yeah. in the middle. In a handsome kind of way, though, you know, we should say oh, something yeah. positive. And big ears. Yeah, for good listening. Yeah, no, he's a good-looking guy. Okay. But I could see, yeah, I could see him aging to look like Snyder. Yeah. Aging and shrinking a whole lot. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, okay. Sorry. I, I set us aside again here. We should keep going. <laughs> we're not, I'm not even halfway through the first paragraph <laughs> <know>. of this. <laughs> so Buffy kind of takes the takes the, ch- the punishment like a champ and is like, yep, we're clear. We're, we're going to do this. This is fine. But Sheila is more interested in meeting up with a guy named Meat, meat pie. pie. Hey, Meat Pie! I was like, Meat yeah. Pie? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I'm going to start calling Sammy Meat Pie. You better not. Hey, what's up, Meat Pie, at the beginning of every podcast What does that every even week? mean? Oh, it's no. like an endearing compliment. Like, you're my Meat Pie. You bring me I comfort. I don't like it. It makes me very uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm happy to see you. <laughs> no, I no? don't like it. You don't, don't approve? Don't call me that. All right. I don't approve. Fine. <laughs> So anyway, Meat Pie is clearly not high school aged. He looks like he's straight out of an 80s hair metal band. Yeah. Uh, Willow tells Buffy, Sheila was already smoking in fifth grade. Once I was lookout for her. And Xander says, you're bad to the bone. Willow Willow goes, I'm a rebel. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I love that exchange. Uh, Then Xander suggests Buffy keeps sharp objects away from Sheila. Uh, then tries to calm Buffy down by saying, it's no biggie, you'll have a nice soiree. The parents will love it. As long as nothing really bad happens between now and now and then, you'll be fine. And then Buffy and Will are like, "What? what's your problem? Like, uh, you just jinxed it. Like, nothing bad is going to happen until somebody says nothing bad's going to happen. Buffy and Willow sort of walk away, leaving Xander kind of like hugging his satchel backpack. And he's like, Maybe this time it will be different. Yeah. It's kind of like, oh, what We got to talk about Xander's shirt in this scene. Okay. His I didn't outfit. Even notice it. Oh, my goodness. It is a ridiculous blue floral Hawaiian shirt. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, what? What is this, Xander? I mean, it's got to be in style. He was wearing a shirt with mushrooms on it in the first season. Yeah. Yeah. I think the 90s just had, they, they couldn't figure out style. No. I think we're going to say that about every decade, though. I mean, I think 80s has great style. Do you, though? I do. Really? If I could dress like Cyndi Lauper every day, I would. Oh, my God. Like the the washed out jeans? What do you call those? Yeah, washed out. Oh, no, I don't like those. I'm talking about Cyndi Lauper. Layers upon layers upon tulle, crazy colors. Neon pink. I'm all about that life. 
neon pink clashing with neon orange. All of it. Yeah. No, thank you. Give me some bland colors, grays, navy blue, no patterns, no logos. Okay, just clean, you know. It's really good that I'm here to be your meat pie and spice (laughs) up this podcast. Come on, meat pie. You know what I'm talking about. (laughs) I don't want this to be a thing that catches up. Fashion talk with Pat and meat pie. (laughs) (laughs) No. I'm going to start selling. Making meat pies with Pat and meat pie. (laughs) Start selling t-shirts with your face on it and then on the back says meat pie club. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. No, this is not going to be my new nickname. All right. (laughs) No. I like it slightly less than I like being called Samantha. (laughs) Okay. It's like Samantha is top, then Missy, then Meat Pie. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Anyway, now we cut to the Welcome to Sunnydale sign at night. A classic car runs over it. Rock and roll music playing over the scene. Yep. Front door opens. A boot comes out. We're slowly tilting up. Low camera angle, too. Rolling along angle. the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Slowly coming up. We get another leg, a leather duster, and a white-haired Billy Idol-looking vampire who lights up a cigarette, takes a deep breath, and says, Home, home sweet, sweet home. home. Mm. Oh, so this is what you've been so excited about for the past couple of episodes. This is one of the things. Oh, one of the I'm things. I'm so excited about. There's more to be excited There's about. More. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. But yeah, so then we get the intro music. Yep. That was Hot that was diggity an... damn Pat. <laughs> that was an that was a great intro to a new character, and this character oh. is a good time. I like he this character is a lot. He is very rock and roll. <laughs> very rock and roll. Very so punk. rock and roll. Yeah. So we uh, return inside Colin slash Mini-Me slash the Anointed One's warehouse hideout where he's sitting on some big metal box. Mm-hmm. It's it's only like, I'm kind of like, is this like supposed to be sort of a throne for him? I think he's just kind of propped up to be the same height as all the adult vampires. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, you stand there, okay? It's a, it's like a giant apple box. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but they're discussing who will take the master's place and attempting to kill Buffy. Uh, one vampire is up to the challenge and he says, this weekend, the night of St. Vigius, our power shall be at its peak. When I kill her, it'll be the greatest event since a crucifixion. And I should know I was there. Yeah. The guy with the goatee. And then in walks our Billy Idol rock and roll punk rock vampire laughing and saying if every vampire who said he was at the crucifixion was actually there it would have been like woodstock and then the other vampire threatens him but he's unfazed by it and he goes on to say i was actually at woodstock that was a weird gig i fed off a flower person and i spent the next six hours watching my hand move he's british right so he got all drugged off of acid or whatnot that's what i assumed yes yeah exactly so apparently Whenever they drink the blood of someone who's been doing drugs, sure. they get some of the effects. Get some residual highs, huh? So the other vampire tries to attack the Billy Idol vamp. He punches him out without turning around. Then he reveals his name to be Spike and says he's heard of the Anointed One and that they've got Slayer problems. He says, I did a couple of Slayers in my time. I don't like to brag. 
And then he goes, who am I kidding? I love to brag. (laughs) And then in walks a woman with dark hair and a cream colored dress with sort of like tinkling lullaby music playing over the scene. Yeah, Drusilla. And Spike turns his head to look at her. It's almost like an exorcist style neck turn. Mm, I didn't notice that. Um, And as he turns, he morphs out of his vamp face and says, Drusilla, you shouldn't be walking around. You're weak. And she's kind of talking nonsense. Uh, She's asking if the vampires are nice people. She's saying she can feel the anointed one's power, talking about how when she plants daisies, they always die. She's a little cuckoo. cuckoo. Then she pricks Spike on the cheek with her fingernail and licks up the blood. Yeah, and immediately I was like, "Mm, don't like that. That's like getting booped on the face with ice cream. (laughs) I wrote in here, what did you think about this, Pat? (laughs) Yeah, no thanks. That's what I think. I was like, this is going to be an interesting (laughs) moment for Pat. (laughs) No thanks, Drusilla. No thanks. Mm -hmm. I mean, he didn't. you said you have food on face issues, so she technically didn't put the food on his face. Yeah, but if you make blood. She just sliced it open and the food was there. First of all, I don't like getting my face cut open okay (laughs) second of all if you turn my blood into food all of a sudden it's still food on my face don't like it (laughs) well there this is a this is like a very sensual act for them it looks like these vamps yeah they're they're sickos weirdos these vampires (laughs) (laughs) uh so they move in close to kiss but then they don't and instead they kind of turn their heads and look at colin spike says me and drew we're moving in and any of you want to test who's got the biggest wrinklies around here, step on up. Yeah, I like that line, wrinklies. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, he tells Colin that he'll kill the Slayer for him as long as he keeps his men out of Spike's way. Drusilla holds her head and moans, <laughs> saying she can't see the Slayer. It's dark where she is. <laughs> and Spike promises to kill the Slayer for Drusilla. Yeah, and they get really handsy with each other after that. Like, they're really excited by the idea. Yeah, they yeah. are. Then we cut to Buffy, who's brushing her hair in the mirror, which is perhaps why Drusilla can't see her. Oh, because she's in a mirror? Because she's looking in a mirror. Is that a vampire thing? Well, vampires don't have a reflection. So if if like vam- if a vampire was looking in the mirror, they couldn't see themselves. I don't know. I just thought that maybe that okay. would be something. Yeah. All right. Because she's like, it's dark where she is. So yeah. if... She's somehow seeing Buffy, but Buffy is looking in a mirror. Maybe that's why it's dark. Cancels it out or something. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Uh, Who knows how Drusilla can see this anyway? She's nuts. Yeah. Uh, Mrs. Summers comes in informing Buffy that she now knows about parent-teacher night, which Buffy never told her about. Joyce asks Buffy what her teachers are going to tell her and what her grades are like. And Buffy says, you know, what What can you really tell about a person from a test score? And Joyce says whether or not she's ever going out with her friends again. She says that she looks forward to meeting her principal and reminds Buffy that they had to move once because of her getting into trouble. She had to start a new business in a new town and she doesn't want to be disappointed in Buffy again. Yeah, and I was like, Joyce meeting Snyder, that's not going to go well. Yeah. That's what I thought. But also the whole, I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed, sort of. Yeah, classic mom talk. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it was always my dad who did that <laughs> Right. It was all my mom. Um, so Buffy says she doesn't want to disappoint her mom, but she has a lot of pressure on her. And Joyce says, wait till you get a job. And then she walks out of the room. And um, Buffy opens a drawer with holy water and steaks in it. And she go- looks in the mirror and she goes, I have a job. 
She got a hard what? job too. It doesn't She's pay well. She got a hard job. Secret identity. Dust and vamps. I wonder if you actually get vamp dust on you, or if it just it depends like depends on how close you are to them. Probably if you dust one right above you, feel like you would get some. Get some on you. Get some on you. I don't know. Mm. What do you think it smells like? Dirt. Okay. What do you think it smells like? Like a burnt grilled cheese. Like ashes. Like people ashes. I can't say I've ever smelt people ashes, although. <laughs> We did. I one of the uh, TV news stations I used to work for was right uh-huh. next to a crematorium. Oh, fun! Yeah, <laughs> but here's the thing: when they actually oh, burnt the bodies, they put something in it that made it smell really good, and it smelled like food. That is so. Yeah. So not, you. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. gross. It, it was. So gross. then you'd be like, mm, "I'm hungry." Guess yeah. they're burning people next door. No, you would go out to your car or sometimes would do live shots out the back and you would yeah. go, oh, whatever that is, smells great. And I remember- Like it smelled like fast food? Yeah, it smelled like someone was like making like burgers Maybe or pizza or something. Maybe it's just people fat. I, no, they put something in it because the guy who told me about it, he goes, oh yeah. He's like, you see those smokestacks? Yeah. It's like the medical examiner's office or something. I don't know. Oh, I'm going to vomit. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty gross. <laughs> so disgusting yeah <laughs> oh god oh that's so gross yes how do we move on from this let's just read the next line okay word by word next day at sunnydale high i'm gonna vomit <laughs> willow who's wearing a scooby-doo shirt Again. is helping buffy paint a sign for parent teacher night Okay, Sheila is a no-show. They talk about possibly going to the bronze because Angel might go. And Xander says, if he does, he'll meet some other nice girl. Studying comes first. And Buffy says, we're going to the bronze. I can study and party and do parent-teacher night and make my mother proud as long as I don't have to. And then Jenny and Giles come walking in. Fight vampires. Jenny and Giles are arguing about a calendar, which I thought was funny. Miss Calendar arguing about a calendar. Um, and informs the trio that Saturday is really nothing. Miss Calendar arguing about a calendar. I got nothing from you. Yeah, she's a good date. Saturday is the night <laughs> of St. <Saint> Vigius. <laughs> And Buffy says, let me guess, he didn't make balloon animals. St. <laughs> Vigius was apparently some kind of vampire crusader. Big destruction. Mm. Buffy says she'll worry about it after parent-teacher night, which is on Thursday. And St. Vigius is Saturday, so she's like, eh, I'll worry about that later. Mm-hmm. Um, and that makes Giles remind her about her duties and not letting her life interfere with her slaying. That Saturday will require a great deal of preparation. So Xander and Willow offered help, and then Snyder walks in as Giles is like mid-sentence saying, you know, you are after all the slayer, and he goes, slaves, you're all slaves to the television, which was a nice <laughs> nice cover asbestos cover-up. Cover yeah, <laughs> always gets out of those. So Snyder asks Xander and Willow if they're helping Buffy in Sheila's place, and they cover for her just as Sheila walks in looking pretty hungover. Yeah, that's Sheila. She's a party animal. Uh, Then at the bronze, Xander's dancing by himself while Willow is helping Buffy with her French. Uh, She's moping because Angel isn't there. Um, And then Xander convinces them to, you know, to dance. So Yeah, not the most conducive place for learning or studying. No, 
Well, Buffy is trying to mesh all of these she's trying worlds to multitask. into one. And she's yeah. like, I got to study, but I also, you know, want want to see this hottie who might yeah. show up here. She's so, all in on Angel again. Apparently, yep. that cold Apparently. shoulder, Huffy Buffy is worn off. Yes. Yeah, she's all well, in. Well, you know, she, she, it, you know she what busted it was. up the master's bones. It was that so. tan jacket. She's like, y- yeah. Yeah, I'm in now. <laughs> What? Uh, <laughs> oh, I jacket. thought that was going to be the thing that was turning her off. No, no, no. She's into it. That's why she's got pulled back in. It was a style back then. I don't think so. No? I don't think so. I okay. think that was, I think she, it was the master situation. She needed to, she had a bone to pick with him. She oh. mashed up his bones and then she was like, now I'm good. He's dead. I don't have to worry about it anymore. Okay. Now I can focus on being a girl again and being she... attracted to this hot guy. And you know what? He had this bad jacket choice, mm-hmm. but I'm just going to hope that I never see that again. And we're going to move past it and move on in our relationship. Those jacket days are behind them. Yes. Okay. Then we see Spike looking on sort of like in the background, blending in with the crowd in the shadows, but he's not taking his eyes off of Buffy. Uh, Then Spike instructs a vamp to go get something to eat. Um, Then he says loudly nearby that there's a big guy outside trying to bite someone. So Buffy rushes off without <laughs> noticing Spike. What? Yeah, that that part was just so silly. He's like, there's oh. a big guy trying to bite someone. And she's just like. <laughs> Nobody else. <laughs> and she just runs out. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, that was easy. <laughs> well, you know. You don't think she'd inquire a little bit. calls. Yeah, I guess so. So Buffy rushes off without noticing Spike and fights the vampire. Xander and Willow take the almost victim back to safety, and Xander searches Buffy's purse for a steak, first finding a yo-yo, and then ah, a tampon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like it bit him. He like threw it. He's like ah. <laughs> well, what's funny is apparently in the script it said like the scene read something like hot tampon. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> so funny. So he was supposed to like react like it yeah, was hot. That makes sense. <laughs> Which he does. And then he finds a steak. So he rushes back out. Yeah. Spike watches Buffy fight again, like from the shadows, being careful to stay hidden uh, until the idiot vampire calls to Spike for help as Xander tosses the steak to Buffy and she dusts him. Then Spike emerges from the shadows clapping and Slow saying, clap. So good. Slow clap. Yeah. Nice work, love. Then he threatens to kill Buffy on Saturday, which is St. Vigius Day, and then saunters off. Yeah, that was pleasant of him to give her like, give you her know, a little heads up. Little heads up like, hey, I'm just going to kill you on Saturday, just so you know. Just so you know, give you a couple days to prepare. Yeah, you know. just mentally wrap your mind around it. Think about yeah. it. So we cut to commercial. Then we come back and see Sheila entering some back alley with two guys. Yeah. Um, and apparently she's crazy about a cad yeah she wants a cadillac right (laughs) it's like i cannot stand her she's so like try hard yeah i don't know she needs she needs some attention hey meat pie i'm crazy (laughs) about a cad i'm like who is this nobody talks like that sheila does sheila she's one of a kind get your shit together sheila (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i kind of like her (laughs) <laughs> my, my type <laughs> yeah that's that's what you were looking for in high school no needed to, i don't needed know to live on the edge a little bit <laughs> i don't know what my type was <laughs> um so the guys uh disappear one by one and then sheila turns around and finds herself face to face with spike 
She follows him, and then we see the two guys, presumably dead, kind of like shoved off um, to the side with vampire bites. Shove off. Shove off. <laughs> um, then at the Sunnydale High Library, the Scooby gang, including Jenny, are trying to figure out who Spike is. Oh, when Angel- Spike walks away in the alley, his boots yeah. squeak. Just had to mention that. Oh. Yeah, because of the leather. It's like, squeak, squeak, squeak. And he walked away. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, it's funny that they actually put that in. I guess if I had surround sound, maybe I would have noticed that. Maybe. I wonder if the sound is any better on this new Amazon Prime. Well, you'll have to tell me. I don't know. You got me all excited about this. Yeah, well, I can't wait to hear your feedback <laughs> next <know>. episode. <laughs> and next episode's a good one, I feel like, to watch this because I'm trying to, I feel like there are a lot of like darker scenes in it. So ah, good test. If I'm remembering Good quality correctly. test. Yeah. Okay. Although this one would have been good too. But mm-hmm. anyway, the Sunnydale High Library, the Scooby Gang, including Jenny, are trying to figure out who Spike is. Um, then Angel waltzes in all dark and mysterious like back to wearing black. Yeah, that's thank his color. Thank the goblins. <laughs> thank the, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, telling him that Spike is not to be trifled with. Once he starts something, he doesn't stop until everything in his path is dead, he says. Yeah, dropping some knowledge. And then Buffy and Angel have like an awkward like, why weren't you at the bronze? Oh, you said you weren't going back and forth. And Buffy teases him for having two centuries of dating and still not being able to pick up on girls' hints. Yeah. Um, And Willow says, wow, two centuries of dating. If you only had two a year, that's still like 400 dates with 400 different... And then she kind of like picks up on on Buffy's (laughs) like, hello. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, She you know, looks at a weapon on the table and she says, why do they call it a mace? Yeah. I love how a mace is just sitting on the table too. Well, it's actually a flail. Oh, flail. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. When it's like on a chain like that. Ball and chain thing. Ball, stick, ball and stick chain. Ball chain. flail. Mm. Yeah. Again, let's talk about Angel's hair. Man, that thing needs a cut. It's too long on the sides again. I don't like that. You got to cut it down. Listen, he, you know, what's he going to do? He can't see himself in the mirror. He's, he's going go to go to the vampire roll out of bed like that. barber. Vampire barber. He woke barber. up like this. He's got to cut it somehow, right? And it looked great season one. Season two, it's uh, not looking so great. You know, maybe he's just hoping that Buffy will run her hair, her hands through his hair when it gets long enough. You think that's what he's going for? I don't know what he's going. He's for. like, I'm going. I don't for mind some real it. I like it. No, I, I like it. it. It's too poofy. Oh, I'm okay with it. All right, we'll just have to yeah. agree to disagree on his hair. Uh, I think we will. Okay. Giles tries to get more information out of Angel, but he's already gone. He disappears. Disappeared into the <laughs> night like Batman. <laughs> yeah, he pulls a <laughs> pulls a dark night. Uh, and then Xander says, "Okay, that's it." I'm putting a collar with a little bell on that guy. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That that made me and my wife both laugh. Yeah. <laughs> Cut to the vampires chanting for St. Vigius in the warehouse. Um, and we see a TV with static on it. And then that lullaby music plays again. And then we get Drusilla talking to her dolls, of which there are many, even more than I think Jack found when he was when he found the waterfalls. <laughs> um oh those dolls scene? yeah yeah now yeah. I remember. yeah all the creepy dolls like in the water oh that was so creepy anyway um and all of drusilla's dolls have blindfolds on spike asks if she'll eat something and then she says she misses Prague. he says she almost died there then he says the hellmouth will restore her and we see sheila bound and gagged on a pole 
Drusilla encourages Spike to join the other vampires because Mini-Me doesn't trust him. Mm. And Spike agrees, but only if she will eat Sheila. Yeah. So then Drusilla vamp faces and moves to strike Sheila's neck. And we cut to the library. Uh, and we see Willow wielding a crossbow, Cordelia and Xander sharpening stakes, Jenny is supplying them with more wood, and Buffy is using a machete to chop, to chop vegetables? vegetables. Yeah, what is that? <laughs> I was, I, I turned to my wife, I was like, why is Buffy chopping vegetables with a machete? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's just, you know, that's, they've got all these weapons handy, why not use them? Why not use them to chop up some hors d'oeuvres? It's not like Giles is going to have a kitchen knife laying around there. Butcher knife, you know? Yeah. So she's got to use a machete. Machete. Um, And then Giles is reading aloud about St. Vigius. Xander says, does anybody remember when Saturday night meant date night? And Cordelia goes, you sure don't. (laughs) Cordelia, practical and impatient as ever, points out that Buffy probably doesn't need this many stakes anyway because her fight with Spike will be over quickly. Mm -hmm. But of course, she's rooting for Buffy and would be there herself if she didn't have a leg wax on Saturday. And you know what's so funny? She says, a leg wax. Just like how you say leg wax. Really? <laughs> yeah, and I was like, this is where Sammy gets her funky little <laughs> accent from. I'm going to see, I'm gonna have to see where Charisma Carpenter is from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, fun fact, yeah. Charisma Carpenter, Cordelia Chase. They're both CCs. Ah, CCs. Yep, I guess this is just another, another Buffyism that was plopped into my brain (laughs) yeah part of your (laughs) dna once again buffy leaves to get punch and then doubles back to yell at xander and cordelia to not eat the veggies yeah uh she buffy serves willow lemonade which she apparently did not put any sugar in (laughs) because willow's like oh (laughs) she makes this like face i've done that before it's does not lemonade does not taste good without the sugar and you got to put a ton of sugar in for it to really taste good yeah, well, that's why Willow's like, how much sugar did you add? And then Buffy's like, sugar? And Willow's already like mid-sip when she says <laughs> that. And then she's like, ugh. <laughs> yeah, sour face. Makes a sour face. Then Mrs. Shum- Summers shows up, and it looks like it's Willow's job to keep her away from Snyder while Buffy holds down the fort and serves parents and Snyder some lemon juice. <laughs> I don't yum. think we can call that lemonade. Yum, 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 yum. Snyder asks Buffy if that was her mother, and she says it was, but she doesn't speak a word of English. And Snyder huffs and walks off. Time passes and Cordelia enters the scene claiming even slaves get minimum wage and harps on Buffy's inability to apply makeup. Mrs. Summers comes over saying, well, I believe that I've seen every classroom on campus and just as I get there, all your teachers miraculously have stepped out. Snyder comes in and escorts Joyce to his office and Cordelia bets Buffy will still be grounded by her 10th high school reunion. Willow replies, Hey, Cordelia, drink some lemonade. Have some of this stuff, you sourpuss. <laughs> <laughs> in the library, Giles finds more information on Spike. He says he kn- he's known as William the Bloody, earned his nickname by torturing his victims with railroad spikes. Mm. He's barely 200. He's not even as old as Angel. Yeah, I like this backstory. And he's fought two slayers in the last century and killed them killed both. Killed them both. Yeah. That's something that even the master couldn't do. Yeah, I like this backstory. It gives this guy... Actually, that's not true. The master did kill Buffy. <laughs> did he? I guess. Well, yeah, and then they brought her back to life. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So. That old thing when he threw her in the puddle. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I like roll. this backstory of Spike. I like the mm-hmm. railway spikes thing, and that's how he gets his name. 
Yeah. And that he but before that, he was William the Bloody, which still is not fun. Yeah, I wrote down Billy the Bloody. Did they say actually say William the Bloody? Yeah. Billy the Bloody just rolls right off the tongue. They should have went with that. Yeah, but Billy the Bloody doesn't sound as, I don't know. Bloody Billy. doesn't sound as menacing, I feel like. No? Then William? William the Bloody is like. Like William Wallace. It's like Vlad the Impaler, you know? Right. Bill? Bill the Bloody? Bob? Bloody Bill. Billy Bob? Billy Bob the Bloody? (laughs) (laughs) Does look like Billy Idol, but. He does. Bloody Billy Idol. Maybe they couldn't do that because Billy Idol was huge back then. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, so then Joyce returns after talking with a very happy looking Snyder. So that's not a good sign. Nope. And she says to Buffy, in the car now. Snyder tur- uh, starts turning lights off. So apparently parent-teacher night is over. <laughs> Just like yeah. goes and starts turning off fix. lights. <laughs> he got his fix of really getting some yeah. kids in trouble. And he's like, now I can sleep tonight. Lights <laughs> off. He doesn't like make any announcement. He just starts turning lights off. And then some vampires crash through the window right behind him. Yeah. Spike in the lead. Oh, yeah. Buffy throws a chair at him, grabs her mom, rallies more parents, and hides them in a science classroom as Willow bashes a vampire over the head with a bust. I started writing bashes a vampire over the head with a head. Yeah. I put statue head (laughs) and then I put or bust. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because a bust, I think, technically has to have a little bit of a chest, chest too. Yeah. So I think it is just a head. Anyway. It might be. She does that, saving Cordelia, then pulls her into a janitor's closet to hide. Also, you shouldn't have just a freestanding head out in the hallway of your school. You know, That's not going to work in a high school. I feel like it should at least be in a glass case. Yeah. Also, if you're a general contractor, Sunnydale is the place to be because things are constantly being broken, especially in the high school. Like the high school is always in disarray. You got to think those contractors are like pumped to be there. That's true. Come in and fix it up every week. (laughs) (laughs) Every every fucking Tuesday. (laughs) It's a cash cow, Sunnydale. Uh, I never thought about that before. <laughs> yeah, they're like, let me guess, broken windows. <laughs> There's a crack through the library this time. Yeah, no yeah. problem. We got that. We'll fix it in two days. No right. problem. Did the atrium go out again? Piece of cake. Piece of crumb cake. <laughs> Piece of crumb cake. Bunch of blood on the floor. No problem. No problem. I'll send you an invoice forthwith. Forthwith. <laughs> <laughs> they're all from uh, Long Island. <laughs> <laughs> Why are they? How are they there? <laughs> Couldn't they're, get any local people. Yeah, they heard there's a lot of uh, local local action, so they got in on it. Well, the vampires <laughs> cut the power. <laughs> Just We got to move on. We got to yeah. power through this. Yep. Uh, Spike lets go of the parent or teacher that he was gripping, and he says, I'm a veal kind of guy. You're too old to eat. And then he snaps his neck and says, but not to kill. Hmm. Giles sends Xander to find Angel. In the science classroom, the parents are freaked out. Joyce asks if there's something wrong with the faces of their captors. Snyder says it's a gang on PCP. PCP. Yeah, that's what what happens. Yeah. Uh, And then he tries to escape through the window, but Buffy stops him, telling him no one can leave the room. And then she heads into the drop ceiling. Good old drop ceiling Buffy. Yeah, she loves that drop ceiling. She knows it quite well, too, after the Invisigirl episode. Yeah. Yeah. Spike calls Slayer. Here, kitty, kitty. kitty. <laughs> As he stalks through the halls. Cordelia is holding a broom and freaking out in the utility closet. 
uh, with Willow, who clasps her, you know, hand over Cordy's mouth to keep her quiet. Mm -hmm. Then the vampires hear Buffy in the ceiling and Spike sing, someone's in In the the ceiling. ceiling. Uh, Then Giles moves to be heroic, carrying an axe. So he's like trying to get out of the library to rescue Buffy. But Buffy drops in through the ceiling. It's all dirty. Gives them an update and then grabs a bunch of weapons. Yeah. Uh, Snyder and Joyce argue in the science classroom. Then a father and Snyder try breaking out of the windows again. One of the vampires throws himself unsuccessfully against the science classroom door. Um, and Spike says, use your head. And then proceeds to use the vampire's head to break the glass on an emergency axe, <laughs> handing it to him and storming off. Which I was also like, why is there an emergency axe in school? Yeah, I feel like I saw emergency axes... In your school? I think so. In some schools? Maybe it's college? I don't know. I remember seeing emergency axes behind glass. I mean, I remember them being in Titanic. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Because Rose uses it to to get... You know how life and movies sort of blend together for me? Yeah, you know. And you probably were in high school when you saw Titanic. I was not in high school yet. Okay. Middle school. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, Spike uses the vampire's head to break the glass on the emergency axe and then hands it to the vampire and walks off. The father trying to escape through the window is pulled out by a vampire and then Snyder backs off and Joyce closes the window. Angel and Xander show up outside the school. Xander asks Angel what to do because he's like, you sounds like you kind of know the Spike guy. What do we do? And then Angel grabs Xander by the throat. We cut to Willow and Cordy in the closet and Willow you know cordelia's freaking out and is like what should we do and willow says pray (laughs) then true to his name spike grabs a spike throws another one to another vampire and then they stab it into the ceiling to basically try and scare buffy out i call like a spear i guess it's a spear it's pretty long it's a long i just wanted to make the connection you know yeah and this scene reminded me of at first because buffy's in the ceiling tiles crawling around yeah. And I was like, oh, this is going to be like Jurassic Park when the tile pops up and she's on top of the tile. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought that's what was going to happen. But alas, it was more like Die Hard where yes. he's in the vents and then gets so, shot at. School Hard. I think that's why it's called School Hard. Because she's crawling around. It's just like, okay, we got to the bottom of this, man. Yeah, because yeah. the first Die Hard is in the mall, right? In, and what? they're like crawling. No. That, what? Where are they? No, what, that's, where are you're they? thinking of Paul Blart Mall Cop. <laughs> No, I'm definitely not. I fucking hated that movie. Yeah, no, you're thinking of Paul Blart Mall Cop. I the thought first they were one, in a mall. No, the first one's in the Nakatomi Plaza, which is in Los Angeles. It was like a building, tall building. Yeah. Skyscraper. I don't know why I thought it was a mall. Anyway, I'm glad we got to the bottom of this. Yeah. <laughs> they were trapped in a, some building that's just like school heart. Sure. Basically jabbing these spears through the ceiling. Making holes. Making holes in the ceiling and whatnot buffy drops down stakes the vamp who's axing the science lab door and then tells her mom to wait until she gives the okay then sheila shows up and grabs an axe stalking behind buffy and then spike greets angel angel makes his way into the fray and spike greets him saying i'm jealous yeah and Angel's in full vamp, fi- vamp face and has Xander in like sort of, would you call that a chokehold? Because he's got him. No, I wouldn't call it. Not well, quite a chokehold, right? Not quite a chokehold. It's kind of like a like if you're going to give like your little brother a noogie, 
you sort yeah. of hold him All right, almost so like a choke he's got him hold. in a noogie grasp. Right, but it's not in front of you. It's no. sort of off to your side, like your your waist. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So you have access to the head for noogies. For noogies or the back of the neck for blood drinking. Right. Yeah. So he's got him in a noogie grasp. And Angel acts all vampy vampy with him. He's yeah, like, what's they, up, Spike buddy? and Angel are chatting like old old biddies, old friends. Yeah. And then Angel offers Xander's neck to Spike. He's like, you want some of this? You want some of this? <laughs> um, Buffy is sneaking up on another vampire while Sheila gets gets on vamp face and then raises her axe to strike Buffy, but Giles warns her through the library window. Buffy disarms Sheila, grabs the axe, hits Sheila, then turns to hit another vampire who snuck up on her. Mm-hmm. Um, but instead of sinking the axe in him, she sinks the axe into a poster of a guy on crutches with one of his legs amputated. Did you see that? Nope. I missed this. <laughs> you have to go back. It's 3540. <laughs> <laughs> Write it down. Because you have to go back. It's so funny. She swipes at the poster uh-huh. and the axe lands right in the amputated leg. Oh, it's pretty funny. That's cool. Too funny. It's just one of those silly visual effect things that, <laughs> visual <laughs> that I've never noticed before until this time. Yeah. Buffy multitasks because as she's swinging her axe with one hand, she's staking the vampire with her other hand. And then Sheila runs and Buffy tells her mom to go. Spike and Angel are still chatting like old friends. They're talking about Buffy playing chicken with biting Xander. They both kind of lean down to bite him. And then Spike punches Angel and shouts, You think you can fool me? You are my sire, man. You are my Yoda. Yoda. (laughs) He is pissed. Yeah. Um, And he yells for his vampires to attack. Xander and Angel run and the vampires chase after them. But Spike stops and he smells the air. And he says, fee-fi-fo-fum. I smell the blood of a nice, ripe... And he turns to face Buffy, who's behind him holding the axe. And he says, girl. 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 And Buffy's like, do we need weapons for this? So they toss aside their weapons and Spike taunts Buffy. But she gives it right back, as Buffy does. Well, I like what Spike says about weapons, though. He says, I just like weapons. They make me feel all manly. All manly. But he then like he throws them away. <laughs> yeah, but then yeah. they toss them. Because <laughs> he's like, yeah, bitch, I can take you. Yeah. I can take you no weapons. You weapons, no better. weapons, I'm good. So they toss aside their weapons. They're taunting each other and fight. And then we see Xander and Angel fighting vampires outside. And then Giles is leading the parents to safety. But Mama Summers stops and looks back. Spike punches a wall, pulls out a two by four, slapping Buffy across the face with it, knocking her on her back. Uh, Then Spike moves in to take her out, but he's knocked over the head with an axe and falls to the ground. And it's Mrs. Summers. Oh, Mama Joyce came in to save the day. She says, you get the hell away from my daughter. Real hero moment. Real hero moment. Yeah, that was a a good moment. It reminds me of the scene in Harry Potter where um, Ginny Weasley is fighting with Bellatrix Lestrange and then Mrs. Weasley comes in and fights oh, her and right. she's like, not my daughter, you bitch. Right. It also yeah. reminds me of Aliens with Sigourney Weaver when she gets into the mech suit and fights the alien at the end. And she That's says, the second one, right? get away from her, you bitch. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I never saw the second one. I just saw the first one because it was required of Movie Club. Second one's fantastic. Eh, maybe so I'll good. See it. You didn't like the first one, though. I didn't really. But then I was having a really interesting discussion with my brother-in-law about how aliens, the like, you know, the whole series is like very feminist. It is. And I'm like, oh, hmm, maybe hmm. I'll give it another shot. Then. Maybe I kind of love it then. <laughs> if you <laughs> yeah. put it in that light. Maybe I kind of love it. I mean, it was great that Sigourney Weaver was the only survivor. Yeah. The cat. The whole, yeah. The first two movies are fantastic. They're so yeah. good. Yeah, so good. We'll see. We'll see. I, I got to give movies a rest for a little while. I really? Think. You give them a rest after movie club? Not really. I think just like movies that I am not in the mood to watch, you know? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you get the hell away from my daughter. Buffy stands up and Spike angrily says, women. And then he takes off through the window that he busted through. I wonder if the previous two Slayers were women. Are they always women? Or could they be One male girl as well? in all the world. Well, yeah, strength now. And skill. But I mean, in the past. Yeah, has they're it always been... women. Oh, it's always been women? Yeah, they're okay. women. Okay. Yeah. All One right. girl in all the world with a strength and skill. All right. the vampires. All right. I didn't know if he was talking presently. Like presently, one girl in presently, all the world. Presently, one girl. Did he ever say presently? No. Okay, fine. He didn't. <laughs> um, outside, Snyder talks to a police chief who says there's a body on the front lawn that looks like it was pulled through a window. And Snyder says, I told him not to go through that window. Fucking bastard. Yeah, right, Snyder. Jenny and Giles walk out of the school and Giles says he'd understand if she wants to start avoiding him from all this excitement. But she puts her arm in his, kind of snuggles closer to him and they walk away together. Xander and Angel discuss Angel's faked treachery and he and he asks Angel about being Spike's sire, but Angel has already walked away. Yeah, he goes to them again. He's like, see ya. The police chief tells Snyder that he needs to say something to the media people. And he asked, you want the usual story? Gang-related? PCP? Snyder says, what did you have in mind? The truth? So and the chief says, right, gang-related, PCP. Mr. Snyder and the chief know about vamps? They Sounds know about this like Hellmouth it. business? Sounds like it. This was a left turn for me. I was like, huh? Mm-hmm. They know yeah. something? Something's up here. Something is up. I yeah. can't wait to see if this something about this makes your predictions. Me too. <laughs> a little, little head scratch there. <laughs> yeah. A little noggin scratcher. So Buffy asks Joyce what she and Snyder talked about. And Joyce says, Principal Snyder said you were a troublemaker and I could care less. I have a daughter who can take care of herself, who's brave and resourceful and thinks of others in a crisis. No matter who you hang out with or what dumb teenage stuff you think you need to do, I'm going to sleep better knowing all that. And I feel like this would have been a really good time for Buffy to come clean and tell her mom about being the Slayer. But maybe she's like, you know what? I'm not going to push my luck. (laughs) Yeah. So when all the vamps busted through the window, I was like, this is it. This is finally where Joyce gets to see what Buffy's real life is all about. And the veil will be lifted. Yeah. But again, it's sort of like, a, oh, they're just gang on PCP, so don't worry about it. Well, it's yeah, because she, she never really sees what's happening. Like, she doesn't it's see Buffy just dust around any the corner, of the vampires. Yeah. She's um, such a scully. Yeah. And when she comes back, when she hits Spike, she's hitting, she sees him from behind, hits him over the head with the axe, and then he's no longer vamp face. Yeah. Which I got to say, Spike looks better as vamp face, Spike. <gasps> really? Really? 
Yeah, I think he oh, looks I don't cooler. Think so. hmm, I don't think so. Yeah. Like he looks cooler vamp face than not vamp face, or he looks yeah. cooler than like angel vamp face. Both. I mean, I guess he looks more badass, but I mean, yeah. I think he's more attractive, not vamp face. Yeah, this is part of my predictions. Go ahead. Okay. Keep Interesting. going. Uh, Cordelia is still praying in the closet while Willow watches on, bored and annoyed. So nobody gave them the memo that uh, that the fight was over and they could come out. <laughs> um, and Willow tells Cordelia to to ask for some aspirin as she's praying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next day in the warehouse, Drusilla comforts Spike, who asks, how's the annoying one? And Which, I was like, this is what Sammy called him once in yeah, the podcast. Because yeah. I was like, I know that they call him this at some point. <laughs> yeah. I just couldn't remember. I was like, I can't remember if it was Buffy or Spike who called him that. How's the annoying one? So it was Spike. Then Spike gets down in front of Mini-Me to offer penance, but he gets sick of groveling. So he fucking grabs Mini-Me, throws him in a cage, raises him up for the sunlight to dust him. Oh, that's what dusted him. Yeah. Sunlight. Sunlight. Mm-hmm. I was like, what happened to him? He disappeared. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it was the sunlight. Yeah. I didn't know if there's like a wooden stake up higher or something. Well, like did you see the, the like <laughs> steak lactite? <laughs> did you see the window with like the beam of light that was coming yeah, in? It makes yeah. sense now. So he so he raised up the cage with the chain until, pull. Yeah, with the chain pull until he was level with the sunlight and it dusted him. Yep. Then Spike takes Drew's hand and says, let's see what's on TV and walks away as a lullaby plays and the camera tilts up to show a steaming cage with no sign of Mini-Me. So Mini-Me's dead? Mini-Me is dead. He's dusted, huh? He gone. You know why the fans didn't like him? They're like, he's annoying. Well, actually, Mm. Joss Whedon originally intended for Colin, the anointed one, to be the main villain of season two. But this That's what I intended too with my predictions. I know. (laughs) Yeah. But this had to be abandoned because Andrew J. Furchland, the actor, hit puberty and his voice began to change, ruining his believability as a non aging being. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that wasn't very good forethought. They should have chose somebody who was far from puberty. Yeah. Or already gone through it and just has a naturally higher voice. Yep. So Yeah. 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 Gotta dust him, I guess. Gotta dust him. Sorry, I kid, have... you're growing. Gotta dust you. <laughs> uh, th- you know what? We can't mask this anymore with reverb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that seemed to go away too. I don't know if that was, maybe it was like only because of the echo chamber and the, you know, in the master's layer. Yeah. Why it was reverbing. But Well, the master's chamber had a little extra like energy in there. Yeah, a little so master maybe... juice. His voice just kind of eh, off the edge of the energy balls. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what? <laughs> off of the master's energy balls. That's what I'm saying. Like his cojones? His wrinklies? Huh? What? What are you saying? What are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> so that's the end of the episode, huh? That's the end of the episode. Okay. Cool. You have any thoughts on the episode? I thought it was a wild episode. A I got really episode. excited because I had seen something about Spike at some point when I was pawing around the internet, just his face or oh, something. Oh, no. And, or maybe it's just on Hulu, like in the thumbnails of the episodes or something. I'm not mm-hmm. sure where I saw it. But I remember seeing him, and I had this thought of like, oh, boy, here we go. Here's another vampire guy who's blonde and whatever. 
But I didn't think he was going to be this cool. His voice, his accent, his demeanor, mm. he's yeah. a lot of fun. And I'm like, he's oh, fun. this season just got some life breathed into it. Yep. Because and he's he's a dangerous dude, too. Yeah, that's exactly why I was getting so excited. Because yeah. the first couple episodes, you know, like, like I think you said it best when you said that, like, the first episode of this season was really sort of a continuation, like, almost like a second season finale. Yeah. And I think they needed to do that. Like, I think there definitely needed to be some closure around that. And then, of course, like, you know, the last episode or second episode was a monster of the week, kind yep. of weird, you know, like and filler you also episode. said it was like a, a filler episode, kind of like another season one. Right. And yeah, then this one, we get this fucking badass rock and roll like now it's fun. And like the master was kind of like he was sort of like a nothing big bad. He was just you know? like a stock monster bad guy who just does monologues and is yeah. just bad and he's got a weird looking face. But this guy, Spike, he's got a lot of character and yeah. he's got a lot of history. I like his background. And his, and he knows Angel. So he, he knows like, Angel. That's There's history. Yeah. What's going on there? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a it's lot of fun. uh yeah, it's it's Drusilla's fucking weird. We don't know what her deal is. Yeah, I don't know. Talking she's got dolls. A, <laughs> she's got something going on. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I love it. So excited. Okay, so any other thoughts? Because I got some more trivia. For nope. You. Hit me with the trivia. All right. Well, I already said Willow's wearing another Scooby Doo shirt. <laughs> Great trivia. Juliet Landau, who plays Drusilla, did yep. not have to audition for the part of Drusilla because Joss Whedon was very taken by her performance in Ed Wood. Did you ever see Ed Wood? Oh, I did. I love Ed Wood. Yeah, so she's in Ed Wood. Um, and she did look familiar, so that must have been where I know her from. Yeah, so he, he thought she was so great that he actually offered uh, the part to her within an hour of meeting. Um, wow. Of, of meeting Joss Whedon, yeah. Very cool. Spike's car was actually intended to be a Cadillac, which I think is kind of funny. What is it? I didn't even look at it, really. It's a DeZoto Sportsman. Never heard of it. Never heard of it either. Hmm. Spike, at some point, promising to kill the Slayer, says, I'll chop her into messes, which is messes is an old English term for food, um, usually referring to meat, cut into small pieces. But later, messes became just sort of like a term for food in general, um, which is why military dining halls are mess hall. still called mess halls. Yeah, that's where my brother does a lot of work. In the mess in halls? The mess halls, yeah. He does a lot of work like eating? Well, he used to be like a chef oh, in the Navy. What, but, really? Yeah, but now he's like too high up, so he doesn't cook anymore. Cool, yeah, so I thought that was kind of interesting. I'll chop her into messes, meaning like I'll chop her into tiny little cuts of meat. I'll chop them into Make food a meat pieces. pie out of her. Yeah, hey, meat pie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Y-shaped scar on Spike's left eyebrow is a real scar that actor James Marsters received from a mugging. So a Whoa. guy with brass knuckles attacked him. Wow. Yeah, and it actually happened like a while before this, but Buffy makeup artist Todd McIntosh loved it so much and he thought that it made Spike a little bit more badass. So he, sh he decided to shave his eyebrow and accentuate the scar cool i would too just naturally without yeah. a show it'd just be cool <laughs> so that's uh that's all the trivia very cool yeah great yeah this was a crazy episode lots of fun yeah definitely a lot of fun this this one 
Let's get into Lost. Okay. So this is season one, episode 14. This episode is titled Special. You're so special. You're so special. 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 Original air date was January 19th, 2005. The writer is David Fury. The director is Greg Yatanis. I thought that we would potentially get Shannon's backstory mm-hmm. or Michael slash Waltz. And I was right. You're I so good at that. Toed the line on that one. Yeah. Yeah. So I was right about that. And I said, there will be no more incest or I will quit this podcast. <laughs> so far, there's no incest. Um, and I said, now that Boone has let go, quote, of Shannon, I think mm-hmm. they'll be able to open the hatch and that they will find it to be a bunker of some sort, but it's either abandoned or it tunnels way down underground as a whole civilization like District 13 and Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. And that's where the others are hiding out and keeping Claire until she has her baby. So we mm-hmm. don't see any of the hatch this episode. We don't. Um, and I also said that Claire has got to have her baby soon. Kate mentioned they'd been there for three weeks already, and Claire said she was eight months pregnant in either the first or second episode. I also don't think that she would have it off screen. So I said that I bet we'll see that happen in either the next episode, meaning this one, mm-hmm. or the one after that, meaning 15. Okay. Those are my predictions. All right. So this episode opens on an eyeball. What? Ugh, this never so happens. Many fucking so eyeballs. original. it opens on michael's eye and he's yelling walt which is what michael does half of the episodes that we see him in oh my god he's always yelling at walt charlie walks up and he asks michael's seen claire's bags and it's a funny little exchange because he's like have you seen her bags i'm looking for bags and he's like have you seen my son he's like no have you seen my bags (laughs) yeah it's like uh excuse me i think that my son's more important (laughs) yeah And then Michael asks Jack, who's carrying logs past. Hurley asks, uh, he sort of cuts in. He's like, hey, you guys want to play golf? Uh, We're doing a tournament for the last remaining deodorant sticks. Uh, Hurley mentions to Jack that Michael seems to hate being a dad. And Jack says- Whoa, hold on. What? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, when Michael was asking Jack if he'd seen Walt, he was like, you listened to your old man when you were 10, right? And Jack and uh, Jack says, "Yeah, maybe a little too well." Yeah, he did listen to him too much, even into his adulthood, huh? Yeah, mm. I can't believe you just skipped right over that. I felt like that yeah, was you important. know, dad son talk. What are you gonna do? There's a whole <laughs> lot of it lost. <laughs> you can skip over some. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of daddy issues here. A lot of daddy issues. Um, so Michael seems he says Michael seems to hate it, you know, being a dad. And then Jack says, "Well, it's hard work." And then Hurley says, nah, he hates it. (laughs) (laughs) I I love how Hurley's just like, nah, I'm going to believe what I believe and just like saunters off. Yeah, because Michael's like in the background going, Walt, where are you, Walt? (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, Michael wanders off into the jungle screaming for Walt. Boom, we hit a flashback. Michael and uh, his girlfriend seemingly are out crib shopping. And she mentions that they can't really afford a crib. They talk uh, about careers and michael has big plans for his career but it seems like they're not doing great so he also mentions that the baby that they're going to have he wants to name him walt after his dad Mm -hmm. and so she says walter lloyd and she wants to have walt have her last name which is lloyd 
Yeah, which I at this point I was like, oh, I think I kind of like Walt's mama. She's like very, very independent. Very, yep. you know, she's I don't know. Yeah, I just and I like that she was like, we don't need to get married. She just seemed very. She's know. she is sure of herself. Yeah, she was just like confident in what she wanted to do. Pretty even keeled. Yeah, yeah I like that about her. So then we cut to Walt, who's throwing knives with Lock yeah. and Boone. Bad Boys Club, man. This is so, where you hang out. <laughs> I was like, hell yeah. Yeah, Boone's shirt. He's wearing like this tank top with like the four aces on it or yeah. something. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, man, this is such a cool place to hang out with these these cats, these cool cats. But also, like, it's just such a funny, it's so funny to me, the whole Boone and lock situation other like, buddies yeah <laughs> they're buddies i don't know it's so silly to me but um but also i'm like well michael like this is what you get for not paying attention to your son he's fucking throwing knives <laughs> like, yeah you don't pay attention to your son you discard him he's gonna hang out in the bad boys club out in the jungle throwing yeah, knives but at yeah. least someone is paying attention to him you know right? he's not just running around the jungle and like that's the thing is like Michael's constantly like yelling at Walt, but he's not just going off and doing nothing. He's usually going off and like hanging out with Locke because Locke pays attention to him, you know? Right. Locke's teaching him things. He's giving him guidance and tutelage, yeah, right? Tu- tutelage. Tutelage. Yeah. So speaking of which, Locke coaches Walt in how to visualize and picture throwing the knife in his head before he throws it. And he's like, yeah. use your mind's eye, Walt. And then Walt sort of like zones in mentally and then he throws the knife perfectly and it sticks into the the tree. And he's like, whoa, I just like pictured it and it worked. So then Michael shows up in the middle of the jungle and he's not happy again. And he tells Walt to go back to camp and Walt protests a little bit. Michael turns to Locke and he yells at him while holding the knife. Boone runs up behind Michael and attacks Michael and then Locke pulls him off. And then Locke stands up for Walt. He says that Walt has a lot of potential and that he's different. Yeah. So this was, first of all, I was like, Michael, really? Holding a knife to to Locke? Like, what are you doing, man? This, yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. And, and so, you know, he's like, maybe, you know, you know why he likes me? So this is Locke talking to Michael. You know why he likes me? I treat him like an adult. You still treat him like a kid. You know, he's he's been through way more talking about the fact that, like, they've crashed onto this island, whatever. And obviously, he knows his mother's dead. Like, he's been through way more in his life than, like, most people have, most adults have. Right. And he says and, Walt should be allowed to realize his potential. Right. But he also says maybe you haven't spent enough time with him to see it. But he's right. different. Yes. Which different. I think is pretty relevant. Yes. He's he's mentioned say. as being different a couple times in this episode. Too. No, no. What I think is relevant is Locke saying maybe you haven't spent enough time with him. To oh, see yeah. It. That's certainly well, clear. That's yeah. a... And it's also a hard dig. Hard. Yeah. Deep he doesn't dig. know it. Yeah. Deep dig. Deep dig. <laughs> Mad shade. <laughs> but Michael ends the scene by saying, stay away from my son and me. We get the lost title and then we cut back after the title to a flashback of cute baby Walt. Adorable. Super cute. So, so cute. adorable. Uh, Michael's girl uh, talks to him. I about wish that I had Michael's girl. <laughs> how she wants to move to Amsterdam for this huge opportunity, which is a law job. And she mentions that 
they've talked about taking some time off from their relationship and uh, Michael's not happy about this. Well, so at first I'm like, okay, is he pissed because like she he can't handle that she's successful and like he's not or whatever. Um, but then when she's like, we talked about spending time apart, I was like, oh, this isn't okay. They've you know? had a rocky relationship, it seems. Like yeah. There's some other things happening here. But Michael wants to work on it, though, because he suggests going to counseling and he wants to yeah. think about it a little bit more. And yeah. he, you know, in the first flashback, he seemed like he wanted to marry her. Yeah. Um, but she's the one who didn't want to get married. And now she's like going after her own career. Mm-hmm. And just wants to take Walt with her. Right. And she's just kind of like, you know, well, we're not getting married. You don't have steady work. So you don't yeah. really have any claim to this kid. Basically, she's just telling him how it is. And she's set on her decision. And we get some heartbreaking shots of little Walt, which is so yeah, sad. Yeah, it is so sad. And so I sad. Was, and at this point, I was just like, I was like, the way that she's talking to Michael and the way that she doesn't want to make it work, the way that she's like just totally okay moving to a different country and basically never, you know, at least at this point, she's not mentioning anything like, oh, you can come and visit every now and then. But like, you know, how how is that going to happen when Michael doesn't have steady income? I was like, oh, she's already seeing someone. Yeah, that's kind of the feeling that I got too. And I think that's a little solidified a little bit more. Yeah, it is. In a later scene. But it also makes Locke's comment about not spending enough time with Walt even more harsh. Yep. So then we cut back to Michael watching Walt sleep back on the island. And the sun, (laughs) it says sun comes up. But I was like, the sun comes up? No, it's sun, the character, (laughs) comes up. (laughs) And uh, she asks him if he's all right. And Michael tells her about what Locke said to him. And uh, it can't happen for Walt to grow up here on the island. Yeah, he he says, I missed his whole childhood. Right, yeah. And he doesn't want him to have to just live his whole life on this island. And I feel I'm a little upset with Michael, though, because, like, he's being vulnerable with Son, which is nice, but, like, he can't, he's not vulnerable, really, with Walt and honest with him yeah, for most but of this episode. He might not know how to communicate with a child. I mean, clearly, he doesn't know how to communicate with a child and to yeah. be vulnerable with a child. You know, in his child, too, like, you've got to remain, like, sometimes you feel like you have to be like, oh, I'm the strong one. I can't break down in front of my kid you know that's true um so then we cut to saeed jack and shannon and they're lining up the maps and papers rousseau's Mm -hmm. maps and papers and michael shows up and he stresses to them how they need to get off the island and how the idea of building a raft might be a good idea and he thinks that they could build a raft with seats from the plane and bamboo i'm glad that someone's finally thinking about building a raft i mean i do think that you know, Saeed makes some good points here, but also back it up a little bit. I still feel like no one's talking about mapping out the island. Yeah, I know. Like they, they have these, they have these maps in front of them and they're like, oh, look, a triangle lines up, but they're yeah. not like, you know, like I think Dave said to me, like, what if there's a large continent on the other side of the island that they never saw because they didn't bother to look and it's like hidden by the mountain? Right. Like they just need to, you know, Saeed kind of went off on his little thing, but he didn't map anything and right. he came back and nobody's like, hey, let's send out four people to just walk the perimeter of the beach. Yeah. They should have a canvassing crew, which yeah. canvasses the island just inch by inch looking for hatches and rope and and, Rousseau. and 
Well, and just any, and like Claire? anything. Yeah. And Claire, yeah, like no, you know, later on, I think Jack is like, everybody wants to find Claire. It's like, nobody's fucking looking for her, though. Yeah, everyone's just hanging out on the beach, getting a tan and golfing early. Come on, Hurley. Yeah. Come on, Hurley. I don't expect Hurley to go looking for her. Oh, why not? He's just like, you know, he's kind of a big guy. It might be hard <laughs> so? for him. Just might be harder for him. All right, you all know? right. Like, I don't think everybody has to be looking, but I think, like, let's organize some, you know, like these four people are scouts. These fit map, folk map over out here. The island. These, you know, three people are looking for Claire. These people are harvesting food. These people are planting food. These, you know, whatever. These people are fishing. These yeah. people are the entertainment. And maybe Hurley is like the entertainment, <laughs> the entertainment. crew, keeping everybody sane. <laughs> they have like a variety show every night. All right. <laughs> yeah. Next up is Lock Juggling Knives. It's Saturday Night Live on the island. The island. <laughs> Is there going to be a dinosaur attack tonight? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Who will show up? Who Maybe will it's a reveal their past? polar bear. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yeah, they uh, they talk about maybe making a raft, whatnot. Walt uh, cut to Walt. He's reading a Spanish comic book with Vincent by his side, and he says something about a uh, polar something something mm-hmm. in spanish michael shows up well he's and... looking at a polar bear shows the polar bear on the page. yeah we see that at the end of this this um mm-hmm. the scene here so michael shows up and uh he's like hey you know i used to draw or something <laughs> and then yeah he takes his comic book <laughs> he's like give me that <laughs> yeah I, this scene was so stupid like he he was like I get it because I think it's nice that Michael was like trying to take an interest and be like, hey, you know, like I used to draw and stuff. He doesn't give much of an opening, though. He just like gives he has like one attempt and Walt's not listening to him. Like he could have sat down and been like, hey, Walt, I think it's cool that you're into this comic book. Like, it's great that you're just looking at the pictures. But you know what's cool about me? Your old dear old dad. I used to draw, (laughs) you know, I used to draw. Yeah. He, but he's just like, oh, you, oh, he's not listening to me. And he grabs a con. You don't even read Spanish. Right. And then he's like, you come help me. Come on. So then we cut to a flashback. Michael's on the phone with his girl. Well, his previous girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she moved. And moved on. Yeah. She tells him that she's been seeing someone. And yeah. she mentions it's Brian Porter. Yeah, so now Michael is singing, I wish that I had Brian's girl. (laughs) Right. And he mentions (laughs) Brian Porter is the guy who hired her. And uh, he says he's coming to Amsterdam to come get Walt back. And he hangs up the phone angrily. And he walks into the street, storms off, walks into the street, and immediately gets hit by a car. Kablammo. Kablammo in the street. Yeah, Yeah. that was rough. Surprising. Scary. And then we cut to Charlie. He's on the beach and he's going through Claire's things. And Kate comes up to him. And it's a nice sunset scene. But he's sort of freaking out because he can't find Claire's diary. Right. And he's like, she had a diary. She was writing it all the time. And then we cut to Michael and Walt. And they're pillaging the wreckage for supplies. And Walt asks uh, if he's being punished. 
It's like, is this punishment? <laughs> Charlie and Kate look for Sawyer on the beach. They ask Sawyer for Claire's diary. Yeah, of I course. Wrote, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> here we go. Somebody's Sawyer's holding Sawyer it hostage. So we gotta ask Sawyer for the diary. He's not. He's not so nice about it, and he pretends to read it. Charlie's not liking that, and Charlie punches him, and then Sawyer punches him back, and then Charlie spits the blood, and he says, "You hit like a punce." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, love it. So Michael and Walt still uh, working on the seats. Walt sees Boone and Locke walk into the jungle. And Walt says, I'm going to go get some water. And Michael's just kind of like, yeah, okay, get me some too. And then he walks into the jungle after uh, Boone, <laughs> Boone and Locke, the cool guys. Bad Boys Club. Shannon approaches Boone in the jungle. And she asks about coming back with no food because they... They haven't they been showing up. They keep leaving, and they keep coming back without any food. No food. She asks about that and that he's also acting weird, and Boone says, well, you know what? You've been a functioning bulimic since junior high, so I thought you'd be happy about dropping a size or two. Ooh, Ooh. yowza. And then she mentions the raft. <laughs> she's like that... not even phased by that, though. No, she's just like, okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> she's going to roll right past that. She mentions the raft and how he should help her, and Boone says, no, thank you. And he walks off. Yeah. So I'm glad for a couple things here. Number one, that Shannon wants to be useful and help yep. with the raft. And mm-hmm. number two, that Boone said no. I think she's also trying to be helpful now that he's not paying her any attention, giving her everything that she wants. Now she's like, okay, I guess I need to I do something. I guess I need to do some stuff for myself. Because I'm being ignored. Yeah. So she's being forced oh, for in sure. a way to do something here on the island. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I would like to also think that maybe after she helped Saeed, maybe she's like, oh, you know what? I feel a little little bit useful. I feel, I'd like to believe that, but I think it's, I think you're right that her primary motivation is no one's paying attention to me. Yeah, I think it's a combination. I think both things. So then we cut to Locke and Walt talking and Locke tells him to listen to his father. Then we see Michael and he comes up to them and he loses it on Walt and Locke. And Locke, Locke gives Michael a pencil as a peace offering. It's a <laughs> nice like, way. I was like, what the hell is this? He's like, here's a pencil. <laughs> but also I was like, hmm, in a fight? Yeah, I don't think Michael could take Locke. <laughs> oh, no. Locke would chew him up and spit him out, right? Yeah. I mean, like, Michael seems pretty tough and he's younger I mean, than Locke's Locke. I mean, Locke's got knives. But Locke has... Even if he didn't have the knives, though, I feel like Locke I don't still know, win. though, because remember that boar when he, like, attacked? Mm-hmm. Locke got his ass kicked by that boar. He got, like, knocked over, and then he just laid there. Yeah, I was but like, so okay. did Michael. Yeah, I know. Michael got even more <laughs> ass beat. That's true. He got really kind of beat up, huh? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I guess, yeah, if you take away Locke's knives, who knows? But I still who don't knows? think Michael could take them. Okay. Maybe we'll find out. <laughs> Maybe there'll be a Fight Club episode where they all fight each other and we figure it out. <laughs> they're running. They're they're like, you know what, Harley? We're tired of your Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live bullshit. We it's Fight, fight Club, Club time. <laughs> yeah. Locke gives him pencil as a peace offering. And then Michael threatens Walt saying, if you talk to my son again, I will kill you. Michael threatens Locke, not yeah, Walt. Yeah, that's what I said. 
You said oh, right. Michael Friends, Walt. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Walt's like, I am your son. <laughs> and then Locke's like, this is what I'm talking about with the parenting. You're not doing it well. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I wrote that wrong. Yeah, so <laughs> Michael names. threatens Locke. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Locke, not Walt, but Locke. And he yes. says, I will kill you. Uh, then Walt loses it on Michael. So Walt kind of sticks up for himself here. And, and he, for Locke. And for Locke. And he says how it really is, which he's he's saying that like Michael doesn't really care for him. And Michael loses his mind on Walt. And he throws his comic book into the fire, which is now when we see the polar bear is in it. And that's when it starts to burn. Yes. But we also, funny enough, Dave noticed, I think it was episode one or two, the first time we see Michael or Walt reading the comic. Mm-hmm. Um, he noticed that there was a polar bear in it. Mm. And we saw the whatever episode it was where they encounter the polar bear. Yes. For the first time. Two. Yeah. So something's up there. Something's yeah, going on. Something's going on. Something's funky. So then we hit a flashback where Michael's in the hospital and he's drawing in a wheelchair. Oh, wait. He, also, yeah. I just want to say about Michael burning Walt's comic book. Like, yeah. What do you you think that that's gonna get Walt to respect you, Michael? Also, like what? Also, tell, again, tell him the truth. Again, with ruining all the supplies out of anger. Oh like, yeah, come on, it, everybody! I know. Michael's already done this with a pair of handcuffs. Yep. Jack broke a perfectly nice bed, which is also a coffin, but to yes. me it's a bed. <laughs> <laughs> and now with the comic book, it's like we don't we can't be ruining all of these nice can't things. Can't be, yeah. There's not a comic book printer uh, company and around the corner. And even if nobody speaks Spanish, at least you can look at the pictures. Yeah, and you, you could, could probably just read it again and again and again. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it would be good for someone to learn Spanish. Through a comic book. Flashback to Michael in the <laughs> hospital drawing in a wheelchair. He talks to the nurse about his son who lives in Amsterdam. The nurse tells a joke. Do you remember the joke? Yeah, what's um, black and white and red all over, which is normally supposed to be a newspaper. Newspaper. But she says a penguin penguin with a sunburn. Sunburn. (laughs) (laughs) And he goes, that's so stupid. Yeah, it's so stupid, but he draws it anyways. Um, His ex shows up at the hospital, quite surprised to Michael. And she apologizes about their last conversation on the phone. She didn't bring Walt. Yeah, she doesn't fucking bring Walt. Yeah, she's like, your son? What son? <laughs> what? Uh, he, oh. He's with Brian. He's, fu- he's, he's with Brian. He Who was the with fuck's Brian? Brian? <laughs> you know Brian. Brian Porter. My boy toy. So he's with Brian. She pushes him through the hospital in his wheelchair. And Michael tells her that he has to do one year of physical therapy after this accident. And she tells him that she's going to cover the medical expenses. So she yeah. must be very well off with Brian Porter. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. and at this point, I'm like, okay, okay, lady, what's the catch? Yeah, what's the what deal What is the fucking ride in here yeah. like a white knight? Yep. And certainly she's got, uh, she's got some- Strings She's attached. got some plans here. Yeah, yep. So she mentions she's going to marry Brian and that they're moving to Italy. And Brian, on top of all this, wants to adopt Walt. Mm. And Michael is not happy about it. But she is basically like, you know, you don't really have a right in this. And also, you say that you want him to be your son. But is it really for him or is it for you? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. So she's sort of calling him out. (laughs) I wrote down, Susan, you bitch. (laughs) 
<laughs> now you turned on Susan. You liked her in the beginning. Well, I liked her at the beginning because I was like, oh, this is cool. She, I liked her cold. for like a second. Yeah. <laughs> when she was like, I'm independent. We don't need to get married. And like, you know, it's fine. I can take care of myself. But now yeah. she's like, oh, you don't want to be a dad. You don't, you don't want to come with me to Amsterdam. You don't want to yeah. like. So back at the caves, Hurley tells Michael that the kid is gone. And Michael says, I know where he's gone. And he walks off. Yeah, also, you know, when Michael is like, you stay there, like fucking sending, telling a kid to sit down when he's pissed off or sending him to his room, like that that doesn't work. It's never going to work. Cut to Locke sharpening his knife with Boone in the jungle, and Michael shows up, and he's all in a huff, and he questions him about where Walt is, and Locke tells him he's not... He's not there. He's not at the bad boys club right now. And he told boys Walt club. he told Walt that to leave him alone and to respect Michael's wishes. Leave me alone, Walt. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're not supposed you to talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> Your dad said you can't talk to me. <laughs> no, he was very nice about it. Locke stands up and says, well, let's go find your boy. And he grabs his knife. They're going to do some tracking. Mm. Good old classic Locke track. <laughs> Love that stuff. As long as it's not Jack. Jack can't track. We know that. (laughs) Jack can't track. That would be a great t-shirt. Jack can't track and it's just him sniffing leaves. (laughs) That would be a great t-shirt. Yeah. If only one of us could draw. I know. We need to get an artist on here. Charlie and Kate sit and talk about Claire. And Charlie says she's been missing over a week and bits of me are crumbling. So sad. So sad. Also, at this moment, like we kind of get a close up of Kate's face. And I'm like, you know what? Her eyebrows are too perfect. <laughs> They're too manicured. I feel like they'd be real wild at this point. Really? really Three, four weeks in? I that, think so. That's, that's all it takes? to get crazy. Yeah. I, I mean, my start. eyebrows, I've never done anything to my eyebrows. Are they crazy? You have, you have Charlie Chaplin eyebrows. Is that good or bad? I don't know. I don't think it's bad. I just noticed as you're arching them that they're very Charlie Chaplin. Yeah, but is it good or bad? And you said, I don't know. I'm going to go it's... with that's bad. No, I don't think it's bad. Are you saying I need a top hat and I need yes. to walk like a penguin? Yeah, and you need to put a, a little, little a, you know. No, I, no those, are, those are out. Those are canceled. Those mustaches can't do that. Charlie Chaplin did it. Well, he pulled it off pre, you know. Pre-Hitler. Yeah. I think okay. you would make a, a great Charlie Chaplin is all I'm trying to say. Okay. Thank you, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no i don't think they're they're not bad eyebrows they just when you when you arched them like that it looks like these caterpillars they got some character <laughs> wait, 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 wait. well i suppose kate could have brought like some tweezers with her but again she was on the lamb like i don't think she's carrying around thongs and tweezers again she didn't have a thong and she, she liked the cut. breeze so yeah kate says it's nice that he's keeping her stuff safe until she gets back and Kate walks off and Charlie picks up Claire's diary <laughs> and he fights not to read it. He's trying it's, so hard. This is so funny. And then I was like, I imagine this is what Angel was doing when he told Buffy he didn't actually read her diary. <laughs> yeah. Picks it up. Takes a little peek. Reads reads Goes like, into the few closet. lines. Uh, yeah. Comes back. <laughs> yeah. And then he puts it's it like, down. like, I got nothing back to up. do. <laughs> yeah. So then we cut to Vincent and Walt in the jungle alone and the dog starts barking yeah. wildly and there's a little rustling in the jungle and it's mm. very tense and Vincent starts to bark louder and then he breaks off the leash oh, and good. starts to run off and yeah. then we cut boom to a flashback and Walt is looking at Vincent as his mom and Brian talk lawyer stuff 
and she starts to have some symptoms where she doesn't quite feel so well. And Walt's She's sort of trying her head to head and moaning. Yeah, and, he, and Walt's <laughs> reading a book and he's trying to get her attention. He's like yelling at her at this point, and Walt keeps yelling at her, and she's not looking, and then bam, a bird hits the window dead, and then he and goes he back. And he was talking about birds. Right. He's go, he goes back to his book, and then it's revealed that he was looking in a book about birds. Yeah. Cut back to Walt in the jungle yelling for Vincent. He hears a rustling and then a growling. And then there's a close-up on Walt's face. Music sting, a stomp, a rustling noise. And we cut to commercial. There's yeah, a nice like, cliffhanger there. I'm like, okay, Walt is manifesting animals. Maybe. I don't know. Mm. Then we come back He's to an- a flashback. He's, huh? Anim- animal mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. go back an- to the drawing board on that yeah. one <laughs> yeah i'll go back to the drawing board i'll come back to you flashback to brian showing up at michael's house he has to come in and because he needs to talk to him oh, this fucking guy this fucking guy brian porter this guy this sleazeball this fucking susan and fucking brian like yeah mm, these these no these two They are Mm -mm. not good. No good. No bueno. So he tells Michael that Susan died yesterday from a blood disorder, and she died very quickly within a week. She was only sick for about a week. Also, they could have called him at that point. Yeah, that's what the phone's for. That's what the fucking phone's for. Yeah, you don't need to fly internationally and leave the kid with the uh, nanny to make this a face-to-face conversation. Yeah, so Michael's like, you know, where's Walt? You left him home after he just lost his mother? And Brian's like, yeah, you know, he's with the nanny. It's fine. He's with the nanny. Who cares? Okay? I'm Brian Porter. I do what I want. (laughs) I'm Brian. You you know know who who I I am? am? (laughs) I'm Brian Porter. I'm very rich. motherfucking Porter. I'm a lawyer guy in Italy, okay? Because Italians need American lawyers who look like me. Brian Porter. Oh, is that where they were? They were in Italy at this point? That's what she said. I couldn't keep track of where they were. (laughs) They were getting married and moving to Italy is what she said. Mm. Mm. So, yeah. Brian Porter. Brian Porter. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. So yeah, she's she's dead, and she's um, dead. <laughs> then, and then Brian's he says, like, "Hey, you want you want your kid back?" Yeah, he basically says, "I didn't want to be a father." Okay, he gives Michael airplane tickets and an envelope full of money to go get his son Walt. Yeah, he's and, like, "I didn't want to be a father." She, you know, basically like, he's like, I wanted her. She wanted me to be a father. So I was like, yeah, whatever. I'm like, like, what Who are these people? Yeah. Whatever, Susan. My money's not good enough for you. I'll adopt your son, I guess. Oh my God. Dirt balls. What are these people? Yeah. You can't, look, you can't do this with a kid. You can't do that with a kid. He's not just an accessory for your life. Okay. This is the kind of shit that makes me be like, you know what? I don't know why I'm afraid to be a parent. Like, I clearly have way better instincts than these people. You guys would be great parents. I think so. Okay. I think Dave would be a great parent. And I would be okay. You'd be maso menos. (laughs) (laughs) What? I don't speak Spanish. I took French. More or less. More or less right in the middle. Como si, como sa. Yeah. Michael loses it. And Brian mentions that Walt is different somehow. Sometimes when he's around, things just happen. Things just happen. And <laughs> what popped into my head was Hagrid going, you're a wizard, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> so I just imagine 
<laughs> I imagine Hagrid like popping up out of a closet to Walt. You're a wizard, Walt. <laughs> what? <laughs> or Brian Porter just kneeling down. You're a wizard, Walt. He's like, Brian Porter? He calls him Brian Porter. <laughs> Back in the jungle, Locke and Michael track Walt and they find the leash. Then they hear Walt off in the distance, and they run towards his voice. And then cut to a flashback of Michael arriving at Brian's very nice house, Brian Porter's house. Yeah. And the nanny, I'm assuming it's the nanny. Brian Porter couldn't afford her. (laughs) Oh, but he could. I know. I just wanted to say that. (laughs) Nanny gives him a little wooden box to open from Susan, and it's filled with little papers, but we don't quite see what they are yet. He hears the nanny summon Walt, off in the distance and he starts to walk down this gigantic hallway and then roar we're back in the jungle where walt is in a thicket of bamboo being attacked by a polar bear and Locke and michael are trying to figure out what to do back in the thicket again back in the thick of thicket of things (laughs) (laughs) and then flashback to walt petting his dog and michael Um... walks in Yeah, also, I felt like the CGI polar bear sucked. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get to that, okay. Okay. (laughs) So. (laughs) I felt uh, like it at this point, though, already. It's in my notes before the scene that you're getting to. Yeah, I think you get a flash of CGI polar bear. Yeah. It's a little fuzzy, okay? Mm. It's fuzzy, but you know what? Polar bears are a little fuzzy. No. (laughs) Not like this. This is bad. Not like this. It's really bad. Yeah, it's uh, it's not the greatest effect, okay? Yeah. I'll give it that, all okay. right? It's not okay. Lost's greatest creature effect? Yeah. Okay. I just expect <laughs> more. If, if this was in Buffy, I would have been like, this looks great. This looks amazing. <laughs> but I expect more from Lost. Uh, yeah, your bar They, they is used higher. up all their budget on the fucking plane crash. <laughs> on the pilot, yeah. All their millions went to the pilot, and now they're like, we got 10 bucks to make a polar bear, and they're like, just... <laughs> Put some cotton balls on some <laughs> sticks and we'll put it real close to the camera lens and then just shake it around. And that's our polar bear. <laughs> oh, okay. 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 Uh, so, yeah, flashback <laughs> to Walt and he's petting his dog. Michael shows up in the room. He introduces himself as Walt's father. Well, and first he, he says... Hey, Walt. And Walt says, who are you? So Walt has no idea. No. Who no, this they never, man they, is. They never met before. Well, they met when they were a baby. And... Well, I mean, he probably at least thought that, I don't know, like I would have thought that maybe Susan at least told Walt that he had a father or whatever. And I don't know. Like, oh, yeah. Up, you know, but like he doesn't right. even know who he is at all. It's so sad. It is sad. Yeah, he's definitely. She's definitely cut him out. Yeah, her and, and Brian Porter. Yeah, and cut. Brian Porter's not even there. He's not <laughs> no. even there to help the transition. He's just like Fuck no transition this. of power here. No. And Walt asks where Brian is. He's like, "Where's Brian?" And then Michael says, "Brian's not here. I've come to bring you home with me." Kind of covers for Brian Porter and his shenanigans yeah. too. Yeah. So he says Brian loves you very much, and he yeah. wants you—he wants you to stay with him. But it's not his choice. But it's, it's not mine. his choice. Yeah. I was like, he was his "Oh man, dude, man, this you covering a... for Brian Porter, that dirtbag?" Brian Porter doesn't need it. He says that because Michael is his legal guardian, and he also says 
Brian says you can have that dog too. <laughs> well, yeah. So he's like, you'll you'll still have your dog. And then yeah. <laughs> Walt says, Vincent isn't mine. He's Brian's. He's Brian's. And he says, Brian said you could have him. <laughs> yeah, you can like, have the dog. <laughs> take him. Yeah. So he does stick it to Brian Porter yeah, by taking a little his bit. dog. He takes his dog. Yeah. He's like, fuck you, Brian. I'm taking your dog. <laughs> taking your dog. <laughs> you don't you don't care about my son? Well, we're taking your dog. Yep. I'll I'll we're... take the thing that you care about. Yeah, your dog with the human name, Vincent. We cut back to the jungle. Polar bear, which looks very authentic, is roaring and trying to get Walt in the thicket. And Michael and Locke climb trees above Walt to go sort of over to get him. Mm-hmm. Michael yeah, gets gonna like dro- he's gonna like drop in. Yeah, he's gonna drop in. He's gonna rappel in. So Michael gets Locke to toss him the knife. Michael tosses the knife down to Walt. And he tells him if he comes near him to use it. Walt gets the knife, stabs the bear, gives him all stick. And then Michael gets Walt hooked up to some vines that they're using as rope. And they hoist Walt up to the to safety. And then Michael's down in the thicket below. And he takes the knife and he stabs the bear as well. The bear runs off in defeat. And he looks great. Just scampering off into the jungle. Yeah. <laughs> and then Michael and Walt, they hug it out. Vincent ran off again. But Locke assures him that... He'll be back. He's found you once before. We'll find him again. No big, no big whoop. Yeah. And then Locke and Michael smile at each other. What a nice time. Is that nice? You know, nothing like like almost dying to bring people together. Old enemies becoming friends never gets old Mm. on Lost Island. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. So then Mike and Walt at night. Michael gives Walt the box of cards and letters that Michael wrote to Walt over the last eight years. And then Walt asks, why didn't she give them to me? Meaning his mom. And Michael says, I don't know. But she kept them so she wanted you to have them eventually. Yeah. And then they laugh over the penguin with the sunburn drawing. (laughs) (laughs) Charlie is reading Claire's diary. Yes, it didn't take him long to crack into that. No, he cracked into (laughs) it. So now... Uh, what's your thought on this? Did he cross the line by reading her diary or do you think it's necessary? I think it's necessary. Okay, so this is okay I in think, your book. well, because at this point it's been a couple days, maybe a week, I don't know, since Claire was taken. Yeah. So I think at this point, you know, he's like, who knows? Maybe there's something in her diary that's gonna... There's some tidbit of information, yeah, I, perhaps. Yeah, and I think, like, if I was in Claire's shoes and someone was trying to find me and they read my diary and, yeah, maybe they learned some embarrassing things about me, but it led them to finding me, I'd be okay with it. Yeah, that'd be all right, can- I guess. It cancels it out. It's okay in my book or yeah, my diary. in my diary. In this case. Yeah. <laughs> so Charlie's reading her what diary. Do you think? I think it's fine. Yeah. Because she could be... I mean, if she's dead, is it okay to read? <laughs> I mean, I guess it won't matter at that point. She's not going to yeah. know unless she can come back and haunt you. Right. Her spirit Through the pages know, like Riddle. Right. He reads, Charlie makes me feel safe. And then he reads something that wigs yeah. him out a He's little a, bit. He's even like, in a scary place like this, Charlie, yeah, Charlie makes, makes me feel, me feel safe. safe. Aww. Aww. That's so nice. So nice. Claire and Charlie sitting in a tree. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. So he reads something that wigs him out. So he runs over to Saeed and Jack, and then they read about Claire's diary entry about her having a dream about some black rock. And Saeed recalls that Russo said something about the black rock, and Charlie believes that this is perhaps where Claire was taken. Yeah. Huh. Huh. Clues. And then we cut to Locke and Boone blowing a dog whistle at night. 
and they hear some rustling. It's very tense, very scary. And Boone calls for Vincent. (laughs) It says Love pulls out a knife. Locke pulls out his (laughs) knife. And Claire comes stumbling out of the jungle. The strings hit. And then we get the Boom Lost title. Yeah, so I was like, we I think we watched Claire emerging from the jungle like three or four times, and I still could not tell if she has a belly. Yeah, I was just looks... thinking of that myself. I was like, I didn't even notice if she had a belly or not. Yeah, it. De- she definitely looks skinnier. and mm. But she I... could just be hungry. But she could just be hungry and still pregnant. I don't know. Do you think this cliffhanger will uh, be satisfied directly in the next episode, or do you think we're going to have to wait another episode or two? Oh, man. I think it will be, but maybe that's me just being optimistic. Right. I mean, they're out in the jungle. They're separated from the group, so it could mean like, oh, these characters over here are doing this other thing. Yeah. They cut to like a golf tournament episode. They're like, yeah, we're just doing golf tournament. (laughs) This is the worst episode. (laughs) (laughs) Got to fill some time. (laughs) Um, Playing for deodorant sticks. (laughs) Yeah. Got to find out who won those deodios. All right. So. (laughs) (laughs) It sucks that like Walt was just sort of thrust into his life. It sucks for both of them because like they didn't, neither really had a choice in the matter. Um, but I also feel like Michael isn't doing a great job until the very end of this episode where he like sits down and shows Walt the letters and is like, Hey, I used to draw, like, here's, here's this thing that I made for you on your second birthday. Like that's the first time that they're really like, he's really opening up to him and, and they're sort of like bonding. Um, yeah. Baby steps, baby steps. Yeah. But so it kind of, yeah, they finally went through me. something together too. This yeah. is, you know, so they actually have this experience with the polar bear and them, you know, working together to get out of this hitch that they're in. So I think there, I think it's a really clear bonding moment. Saving Walt's life. Yeah. And, and also like the fact that Michael asked for Locke's help to do it, you know, like that's going to, and he's going to trust Walt maybe or trust Locke. Yeah. Yeah. So, and Walt, and Walt trust each other. What was your favorite moment of Buffy? Favorite moment of Buffy is by far, I mean, all the Spike stuff is really good. Oh, so good. I love Spike's intro, though. When he shows up, we see the boots, the squeaky boots, gets out of the car, smoking the cigarette, nice yeah. low low shot. Da-da-da, he says, playing the rock and roll music. Right, yeah. rock and roll music. Yeah, great intro to a new character. Oh, I agree. But it's for me, it's a tie between that and Spike. Joyce bashing him over the head and saying, you get the hell away from my daughter. That was also a great moment and completely unexpected. Took yeah. Me, took me by surprise. Yeah, it, it was, was really nice to see Joyce. Uh, I mean, mo- she's- Mother bear. She's, mama yeah, bear. like she's always seemingly been a good mother, but here she's like really, yeah, mama bear, which I like. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. Okay, favorite moment of Lost. Uh, for me, it's Claire coming back at the end, emerging from the forest. Yep, that's mine too. Wow, samesies. Samesies. I mean, you yeah. love forest stuff, so. <laughs> it's no surprise that <laughs> it's, it's no, just a jungle. forest shot. <laughs> yeah. Jungle. It could have just been like Locke walking through it being like, Vincent? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, which episode wins for you? Mm, this is a tough one. I got to go with Buffy because Spike is wow, a great character. I'm surprised. 
Yeah. Well, you know what would have pushed this lost episode like a little bit farther is if they did more of the mystery. Yeah. If they got more into the hatch. I love the hatch stuff. Yeah. But yeah, they didn't really. After watching these episodes, I initially was going to give them a tie. But after talking it through with you, I just got to go Buffy. It's like Spike is so good. He just rolls into town, runs over the Sunnydale sign, lights up a cigarette looking like Billy Idol. He's just so badass. He kills the annoying one. Just takes out Mini-Me like that. Takes out Mini-Me who was positioned as being the big bad of this season. Right. It's just amazing. He's very rock and roll. And then... Also, like I said earlier, just very super sweet with Darla. And he's sing-songy, too. And he's like when sing-songy. He's singing. He's yeah, like, I like that. Uh, he's got a lot of flourishes at a, he as does. a character. He yeah. does. So watch All out, right, Angel. Buffy wins there's unanimously. A new, there's a new vampire hottie in town, Angel. Yeah. Okay, speaking of which, predictions. Here we go. New hottie vampire. Yep. There's going to be some tension between Angel and Spike as to, at some point, not right away because Spike's a real baddie, Mm. but something's going to happen and Buffy is going to have an intimate encounter with Spike and then she's going to be (laughs) into Spike and then she's going to be torn. Which vampire do I really like more? This angel guy or this Spike guy? But Spike is bad. He doesn't have a soul like Angel. Don't worry, I got this locked up, okay? This okay. Is defi- this is how they're positioning. He's a hot, bad boy. He's mm-hmm. the bad boy. Yeah. Angel's going to be the good boy. Whereas we previously thought he was sort of the dangerous bad boy right. a little bit. There needs to be this dynamic. Two men fighting over Buffy, mm. right? And clearly Xander is no match for Angel because she's yeah. always going to go for Angel. Like we've talked before, there's no chemistry between her and Xander. Yeah. So they had to introduce a new character who's the bad boy vampire, Mm. Angel, and this devil guy. And now they're going to really have to fight it out. But it's going to take a little bit because he's a real baddie right now. He's trying to kill her and such. That's not not good for, you know, love and romance and whatnot. But it'll get there, okay? Okay. Mark my words. Um, And also a prediction is I think you are definitely team Spike. Okay. Okay. You mean in like between Angel if there's angel, a, if there's an Angel Buffy love triangle? A, yeah, if there's a hot <laughs> vampire that you are into, you're all you're head over heels with the uh. Spike guy. Okay? Oh, and if, I'll tell if you what. I'm into not you, for Buffy. You clearly. But for me. Yeah, Sant. Yeah. Yeah, meat pie hmm. is totally into meat pie. No, it's not going to be a thing. I don't know that I've ever given that any thought. What? Come on. Like if I were a vampire or I were me? No, 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 no. No, you, you watching this show, mm-hmm. you're totally into Spike. Okay. Well, <laughs> you're not we'll going to confirm nor that. deny? Okay, we'll see, huh? I think that. I'll tell you why. Okay. Because early on, I asked the same question. I'm like, you are so into Angel. And you're like, I'm not really an Angel girl. I'm like, hmm, there's another character that's going to show up. Mm. And this guy shows up, and she's very excited for him. She's a Spike gal. (laughs) Oh, just wait, Pat. (laughs) Okay. All right. Oh, is there another character? Mm. Okay. All right. All right. 
So uh, I think that's really funny, though. Another prediction is the cops know the cop, the chief of police, that dude, and yeah. also Snyder. They know about this Hellmouth business or mm-hmm. something. So they might be in cahoots with the FBI or whatever. They might know about this Hellmouth ordeal. Okay. And there's more to the story on the back end. Okay. With the with the people who are in power. Okay. <laughs> okay. They know something's up and maybe they're keeping an eye on it mm. or they belong to some sort of government club. Okay. Of which they're fostering Invisigirls to be assassins and yeah. whatnot. Okay. There's more to the story. Do you think there's like what would be the reason, I guess? Why would Snyder want to keep it hush hush? Because they're getting assets out of it. So he's feeding assets to the government like Invisigirl. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> there there there's some but what's there's a lot of bad back? stuff that comes out of the hellmouth. He's getting a posh place, man. He's getting government checks oh, on the low okay. low. Okay. We got to check out Snyder's house. We got to check out <laughs> Snyder's pad because I'm sure it's just like Brian Porter's. Oh, the thing is decked Brian out. <laughs> he's got a Ferrari and a McLaren. <laughs> yeah. He's he's living high on the hog, this guy. <laughs> high on the hog? Yeah. Uh, okay. All okay. right. What are your predictions for Lost? <laughs> <laughs> I think that we're going to learn what happened to Claire while she was kidnapped. Because next, she's going to talk or she's episode? not going to talk? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know if she's going to talk or not. Because ne- remember like, what happened to Charlie after that whole ordeal. Yeah. Well, I mean, his neck was probably also very sore. His neck and throat yeah. were probably pretty sore. Probably his vocal cords. Yeah. Um. But I think next episode, we're going to learn what happened to Claire while she was kidnapped, whether it's her talking about it to, say, Charlie or someone or just seeing like her flashback. So I don't think we're going to get a regular backstory. I think it's going to be what happened to Claire. Okay. And since you were able to toe the line on Giles and Miss Calendar and the will they, won't they, whatever thing, Uh I'm going to do the same here on whether or not Claire is still pregnant. (laughs) She may be pregnant. She may not be pregnant. pregnant. (laughs) So I think, but I'm going to be a little bit more specific in my line towing. Okay. Um, I think she's either still pregnant and she's going to have the baby in the next episode or she already had the baby and the Rosemary's Baby cult people are keeping it, but we're going to see some of that story next episode. Okay. Good predictions. Okay. So what have you been watching, listening to, reading? I haven't really been reading much, but I did watch the inauguration today. So I've also been watching Gilmore Girls still. still. Burning through Yeah. Yeah. And I watched They Came Together after your recommendation last yeah. episode. And I loved it. It was fucking hilarious. <laughs> you loved it. Isn't it so funny? It's ridiculous. <laughs> so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. It's did a diamond in the rough. I'm like, how did we not hear about this? I know. It was funny. It's only, it's like not even a full hour and a half long. Right. Some of these movies I've been, you know, renting for movie club have not been a great investment, but this one was a great this investment. This one? Totally worth it. Totally worth the three or four dollars I paid. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? So I've also been watching Shit's Creek. Uh, I think I'm almost done with season one. Enjoying it. It's nice. great. I'm glad you're liking it now. So we're enjoying that. Um, we watched Seven Samurai. 
We also watched, uh, we've been on Julia Roberts' kick, so we watched Notting Hill the other night. Oh. And that was a good time. I had never seen it before. Yeah. Have you ever seen Mystic Pizza? Uh, I have, but I don't remember it at all. So maybe that's next on our list since we're burning through all of them. That's okay. Oh, we watched, I don't know if I mentioned this last week, but I watched Soul. Did I mention that to you? No. We watched Soul, which is the new Pixar movie. It's on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. You should S-O-U-L? S-O-U-L. And you just have to see it because it's, it's very creative and uh, we found, found it to be fun. So the other movie I watched was The King of Staten Island. Oh, yeah. I've been wanting to see that. It was, it was good. I liked it a lot. I mean, the story's pretty simple, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff that mirrors like Pete Davidson's actual life mm-hmm. in it because he lost his dad like in 9-11 and the story has to do about like his dead dad and stuff so it's really funny but also dramatic and kind of heartwarming so totally worth watching so yeah that's about all that i've been watching cool so those are good recommendations some good stuff right yeah all right well let's do our outro okay Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Don't forget to rate us five stars. Tell all your friends. Bing, bang, boom. Pew, 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 pew. Wow, we're on so many things. Yeah, we're on so many things. I feel like every time we record, there's a new one. (laughs) No, it's all the same. Maybe you just get faster at saying them. Yeah. You're like an auctioneer. And I add finger guns at the end. Pew, 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 pew. Yeah. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at KickstreamPod. And send us emails. Tell us, you know, respond to our questions if we're asking them. You know, um, to... Be our friends. Be our, be our <laughs> friends. Please. Join us, friends. <laughs> so creepy. Um, if you are going to send any types of spoilers, just make sure you put in the subject line Law Spoiler or Buffy Spoiler so we can direct accordingly. But send those emails to kickstreampod at gmail.com. And check out show notes for this and every episode at kickingstreaming.com. And remember, streaming, streaming is, is always better with, with friends. friends. Ah, we did so much better last week. <laughs> That's okay. That's all right. We can't win them all. We're still friends. All right. And streaming is better with us. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.